Blog Talk Radio. Right. 
this is the girlfriend, like, you got to be prepared. <laughs> she would, I would say, Louis, with her, okay, listen, she's a girlfriend that I, since while, uh, we was kids, when we was young, her block, her bike. She taught us how to ride the bus. I remember the first time we, we was like, when our parents couldn't take us somewhere my, our, for some of our, my little group of friends, she was like, oh, well, we can catch, we'll teach you, I'll teach you how to ride the bus. We like, bus? <laughs> little boozy hood kids. We like, I'm boozy, I'm a boozy hood kid. I'm like, a bus? <laughs> but that's how, I, that was one of the ways I learned to ride the bus because I did ride, I used like my seventh grade year, I remember riding a bus because I went to a school out of my district. So I went, like, you know, I had for the first, like, half a year or so. And so I would have to catch a bus. But that's really all I knew. I didn't really, you know, I didn't too much. I was like, but, you know, but that's how I learned to ride a bus. So she has always been, like, she's real active. She like to go, 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 go. Like last time I had my Scorpio girlfriend, so me and her, you know, we be on that, you know, we be on that. Laid back, but with my my uh, but now I got my Libra, uh, go 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 go, hood hood, biracial black girls who be out of control. So I be having, I'm like, I have to prepare to be hanging with her ass. You got to prepare because her ass is like a. Like you know, she even my wed, even my wedding. Let me tell you what she did. The girl, everybody was tired. You know, all my friends and stuff, they was all tired and stuff. They was like, shoot, she went out by herself. <laughs> she, that's what she she like that. She just rolled like that. She like, okay, you know, uh, she be going. Okay, when we was in St. Louis, we was going. Okay, we was going from the time we got here to the time for the show to the next day. <laughs> And then she slept going back while I drove us away. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> so that's what we, you know, so I got, so I'm I'm excited to hang out with her in Vegas. This should be fun, okay? So we're talking about our, our outfits, like, right? I think I have my outfit. I'm so kind. You know, I was going back and forth about this outfit. I'm still going back and forth. You know, because I'm at this new trans, I'm transforming. I'm not transforming into like a little Olay. I can't be a little. And then I'm trying to think, what am I going to wear to sidebar? I'm trying to think about what I'm wearing to Beyonce, too, because all y'all, y'all fools is dressing up in cowboy hats and all this stuff. But I ain't going to dress up. You know, I'm come, I'm just there to observe if I go. And I'm, it's most likely I'm going, but I'm just like, God bless, I'm there to observe. <laughs> the visuals look stunning, okay? I tell people, it's just the show doesn't, she doesn't look stunning. I mean, she looks stunning. You know, Beyonce always looks on point. She always is fine, okay? But she does not look like Beyonce. She's not giving me Beyonce. And don't be saying she's 41 or 42. I was going to see Janet Jackson in her 40s, and Janet was giving life until one tour. It was like maybe she was about 49, 50. That's when Janet kind of starts flowing. But these, this last tour, Janet was giving from the videos y'all was showing, and then plus I saw her at Essence, Jan- Janet was giving Janet. I mean, it wasn't Janet, uh, you know, uh, I'll, uh, I'll for you, Janet, and all that stuff, but in Velvet Robinson, but it was Janet, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, at 50 some years old, it was Janet. It was, it was hot. It was above expectation, right? 
And when Janet wasn't giving me the best show, she was married to the the, the, the Muslim dude. She still be dressing like she old, so I don't like her dressing in a big old baggy clothes. But she started giving me a show. You know what I'm saying? She started, and it and, and it was above age appropriation. But in Janet's forties, baby, please, okay, okay. And and, and don't try to get me started on uh. Uh, Tim Turner and y'all talking about Beyonce her her foot in Dubai. Uh, the heifer wasn't moving in Dubai. Y'all talking about she heard it during after the show in Dubai. No, she wasn't moving in Dubai. Okay, so I don't even know if it's a foot. I don't think it's a foot injury. I just personally think she want to be Sharday. I told y'all she said she wants to be more laid back like Sharday. Okay. And I'm just saying it don't work. I know she th- she wants it to work. I can't lie. I'm a cyborg, okay? I'm excited about the visuals. Again, the visuals look dope. I've seen the tour. Y'all show it almost all the time. I've seen, like, the, front, the, the most of it. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll be, like, mesmerized by the beauty of Beyonce, her outfits, and the whole digital shit, okay? But I know when there is a difference, there is something. I will say it again. I don't care how many. I don't care if Oprah and Gail, Tina, and all them is out there dancing. You want to break myself a little spirit, a little even candy lady son. <laughs> I do not care, okay? It is something wrong with that girl. I said what I said, okay? I said what I, I can see. You can sense it. And I can't wait to go because I know, hopefully she, she might be hyped for my city, okay? Maybe it'll be different. I don't know. It's starting to sell a little better in my city. You know, the rumors are, you know, they didn't, they didn't sell them for cheap, cheap. Okay, we'll talk about that later. But, Listen, I, 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 I do not feel the energy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm sure it was exciting when Blue Ivy came out there, okay? And then I even saw clips, a whole bunch of clips from the Met, Met Life from New York. That she still looked like something's wrong. Her dancing is off. I'm just telling you, it's not the same Beyonce. And maybe it's because Renaissance is a, like, most of it's a, most of it's a damn drag, except for a couple, about three or four songs. No, it is. It's a damn drag. It's a, you you know, that you won't break my soul is just, it's a lot to deal with. And then you got, but Cuffit is probably the one, like, damn. But she does sing my song, okay, okay. One of my favorite Beyonce songs. From the B-Day thing, oh, my God, oh, when she sings, I'm a bitch in the morning. What's that song? What's the song? I'm a something in the afternoon. Every now and then when I want I forget the name. I could be really mean towards you. Uh, uh, flawless. Is that the name of a flawless? Well, no. It's because, I guess that's why you love me in uh, something. I, I, oh, oh, that's one of my favorite Beyonce songs. Oh, my God. I, you know, that's why I said she could have really had a... a you know, sometimes I love when she. That is her. I don't. I don't get why she doesn't grasp 
that, you know, she's always trying to make do messages and appear deeper than what she is. And I'm sure as a Scorpio moon, there's deepness there, you know, a little voo-voo-voo-voo-voo that y'all be doing. <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm a Scorpio. Okay, but... I just feel like Renaissance was not her best album. It's not that great. And to just, I feel like she's not even, I don't think she's excited about the album. I've told y'all that. I never thought she was. Cuff It, I think, was an accidental hit, which should have been released first. Along with that, what's that pillow song or whatever? She refuses to do visuals because she hasn't really, she hates that she's not, she, my personal opinion is that she thinks she's all that. Like, you know, she thinks she's really Michael Jackson, but she's really not, like, out in these streets if she look at her numbers and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, she's not even Taylor Swift. But, you know, do what you got to do. Knock yourself out. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I mean, you know, my thing is, is just I would like to see her embrace more of that, like, the that song, I'm the Bitch in the Morning. That's her. That's that's a that's a beautiful, that's a nice Deep moment for Beyonce. I'm just you know, uh, I guess that's why you love me. I, I can hear the song, and and that's why I love you. And something, something, something. I can't. I can hear, it, but it's one of the most beautiful Beyonce songs, and it's the most one of the most vulnerable. And when she does songs that are deep, she has to do them like school in life. Like you know what I'm saying? Like school in life. Like what you know? She's trying to do rich by bitch. I'm bored. It's, you know that's her, but it ain't got no beat to it. It's it's. Ain't nobody, it ain't going to work without visual. <laughs> Girl, bye. But the, the Cuff It works because it feels like her. It's, Cuff It reminds me of like that, like a like love on top, you know, and that's about the deep, the deepest I can see her go. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to tell you all the truth. Like love on top, Cuff It, like that's good R&B. <laughs> but... This album, I just think she's conjuring up energy. She can do whatever she needs to do. Baby, you're probably going to be drained. I said she should go home, just rest for a little bit, and then come baby, come back when she feel But I don't know. She ain't got that many to go, I don't think. She ain't got that many to go, right? She ain't got that many shows. I think a month or two, that's good. Because baby looks drained. And I'm sure after this this tour, because she had to conjure up all that energy, and y'all been coming there and giving her energy, she she gonna, she going to need a lot, a lot of rest. Uh, but yeah, I don't care what y'all do. I don't care how what y'all say. I'm seeing these videos. I I said what I I feel like it's y'all got a good visual show. Visuals are stunning. Beyonce always has like bell, great bells and whistles. So yeah, okay. So that's yeah. I'm getting I'm prepared for what was I talking about? I forgot what I was talking about. But I was talking about her, and I I was talking about something else. Preparing for, preparing for Beyonce. Talked about, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know why I was talking why I went out to her because a lot of people have been talking about that too. And I'm I'm excited about going. But, you know, at first I was thinking to myself, I, I was thinking kind of not to go a little bit because I don't know what it is. It's something that that's just, it's not, I'm, I'm you know, I don't know what's not sitting right with me about all of I've seen. I've seen. I've not seen. I'm not excited. I mean, I'm excited about seeing her, the visuals, but I'm not excited about her. Okay, and that's because I think something's wrong. No matter how many celebrities come back, post whatever y'all doing out there. Okay, praising y'all, little queen. But I'm just telling y'all. Uh, and Gail and Oprah and everybody was there. 
child in New York City. But that was all dressed up. Everybody was dressed up for MetLife and MetLife dressed like Beyonce. Just wilding, okay, for the Renaissance. And just, I just don't, I just, I'm not singing the love. I'm not, <laughs> for Beyonce. Beyonce finally got a little sparkle in her eyes the last couple of times. <laughs> She's like, I gotta conjure up something. <laughs> but yeah, uh uh-uh, uh, the child pie. Bye. Okay? Alright, so, uh, yeah, and what else? Okay, so I'm getting ready. I'm going to see Maxwell next week. Y'all know. Y'all like Carlotta. How you conjure up the energy to see Maxwell? I don't know. I'm hoping Maxwell, are we going to get, I'm, I'm not going to even, you know, I'm not going to even waste my time talking about Trilly. I'm just going to bask in the moment of seeing him, you know, and being like, he's so beautiful. Like, we always, he's cute, you know, whatever. Listen to the music. I know we're going to start off with, what is it? What song we gonna start off with? We gonna come down up the stage. What's the pop up? What's the something something? Then dance with me, is that it? <laughs> I know in my heart. <laughs> Even though he is doing okay, he is doing the symphony in San Francisco. Like I went to the San Francisco show. Okay, my uncle lives in San Francisco. I took my uncle to the Maxwell show, and my uncle just. Loved it. Okay, my uncle was like, he was into it. My uncle's a musician too. My whole family likes me. We were music, and he can sing too. So we all sing really, and we all are musical. Me, from my great grandparents to my uh, to us, <laughs> my mom, everybody. We all sing. we can sing, but we, you know, I'm I'm one. Me and my uncle, we just do it like every blue moon for fun. We're we're Scorpios. <laughs> we're Scorpios. We like whatever. But my but my mom, you know, she be she's used to be out there trying, you know, singing with her sometimes with her her uh, man or whatever here and there because he's been in a band or whatever. But yeah, but we're all pretty musical. Oh, my grandmother, everything. So he loved all that. He just enjoyed it. He had a blast. Okay, I don't know if he I didn't I don't know if he's going to the symphony or whatever. But I would have loved to see this. But I'm telling you, Maxwell, you need to reschedule. Okay, because it's just. First of all, oh, let me say this. I saw some clips from y'all. Some I got a couple of people to be sending me clips from different places, you know, because they know I'm a Maxwell fan. Detroit, okay, I saw some. Listen, first of all, I would have loved to see Tamia. Tamia is my girl. Tamia, can I tell y'all a story? Sideboard. Y'all know how I be having sideboards, but I be getting off track, so don't be getting mad at me if I don't get back to the subject. But Tamia, <laughs> Tamia, right, a few years ago, several years, maybe it was like five or six, I was trying to get Tamiya, I was working my damn this, and I got Tamiya, right, I, I was supposed to have Tamiya for an interview, this was about years, maybe about, this was years ago, a while, okay, this is probably doing the, uh, the, uh, I want more, can't get enough of you, maybe that, that time, and oh my gosh, we had a Wednesday scheduled interview, but I had booked that's so why I was doing interviews. The show did more. We did a little bit more interviews and stuff like that. And um, and I she couldn't do it on a Wednesday, and I didn't have the booking time to book her back. Ah, oh, I hate that. Cause Tamia is one of my favorite sing. I love me some Tamia. Okay. Listen, Tamia is one of the most underrated artists. In that business, okay? From the time that girl showed up on that, you put a move on my heart, that cat, little cat, too. I said, that's a star right there. But I don't know what Tamia, I don't know what happened when Tamia stepped down from Quincy Jones. Cause remember Quincy Jones? She had a 
full blast when she came out. I thought she was gonna be just an it girl. You know what I'm saying? So that's who opened up for Maxwell. We talking about I'm talking about Detroit. Okay, I love the video to me. Okay, Tamia opened up for Maxwell. You need that's who that's can bring more Tamia. Okay, but Tamia started off. It, she was blasting. You, I thought Tamia was gonna be the next like Whitney. You know what I'm saying? Like in terms of push, but I don't know what happened. Okay, like where they like she. Like, she became, like, a more of a cult following. And can I just say she deserves the flowers. All, this chick has had just straight solid albums. I have not heard a Bad Tamiya album. I know somebody tell me a Bad Tamiya album. I have not ever heard a Bad Tamiya album, ever. Like Mary J., except for the last couple, maybe last year or the last one. But I've never heard a Bad Mary J., Okay. I have never heard a bad Tumia, ever. Her and that producer guy, she's been that bad. All right, some it's some other people, but it, that that girl is that girl is phenomenal. And I'm just like, Tamia should be up here like Beyonce and them. But she, you know, you know, I don't know what happened. Maybe she didn't want to push the, you know, what I'm saying that that button because we push that button. You know, all kind of stuff comes, same stuff like that. And you got to be able to handle it, or you might end up on a Renaissance tour. With scalpers buying your reselling your tickets for five hundred dollar tickets for thirty five, <laughs> and not liking your album, okay? So maybe that's to me. I didn't want none of that, okay? And to me, say I take it nice and slow, okay? Just I have my little cup falling out here, just as long as I get to sing, right? <laughs> I see you, to me. But to me, it'll be bad. To me, it'll be putting out solid albums, better be better albums than Beyonce, okay? I'm, no, I'm saying what I said. No offense, I'm not trying to compare them, but y'all be, you know, no, these be solid albums, okay? Shout out to Tamia. She opened up, I love that, okay? And then, but Maxwell had this, 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 I lo- I wish I would have went, I kind of was thinking about the Detroit show. I was thinking about it, you know what I'm saying? And I, cause, you know why I was thinking about the Detroit show? Because it's in the amphitheater, it's in the Aretha Franklin amphitheater, and it's off like, a, like some sort of, it's off, it's off, is that a lake or something? I don't know. It's, what is that? What is it off? I don't know, but it's right off. It's water in the background. I don't know what that is. Michigan? What is it? Y'all got to say, is it like Michigan or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't live in Detroit. But, listen, it looked so good. I love a place that's off the steps off. It looked like a fun show. Like the atmosphere was made. Like the last time he had career. He always has good people in Detroit, too. Like excellent people, right? Like, okay, like, I love Alex Izzy, so, you know, you can have Alex Izzy all day, okay? But, I mean, he be having excellent, I mean, like, Korean Bailey Ray was one time, and I was like, that's my, that's another favorite, right? But I miss Detroit all the time. Okay, so let me just say this. The one show I would love Maxwell to reschedule that I was going to go to before the pandemic, I probably won't see it till next summer or something like that. <laughs> Is the one in San Diego that is supposed to be once they built a new amphitheater there, and he was supposed to do it with the San Diego Symphony. Oh my God! And they were supposed to do it off that, off the uh, where I think the amphitheater is built by the ocean or something like that. Oh, oh my God! That would be so dope. I would love to see that. Okay, I'm for and have somebody opening like Korean or uh, or Tamiya. <laughs> 
God, don't give me no. <laughs> or you don't have to have nobody over it, I guess, if it's a symphony. But, I mean, I would love to see the symphony in him off of some water. Oh, my God. My God, is it classic? Because like, if you have symphony, him, and some water, you know, they're throwing stuff at celebrities, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show, right? So now, like, I'm scared, you know, to, to like, you know, because, yeah, I, I throw you know, I have somebody. I have one of my crazy friends throw like like a bra up there, like they do for Drake. If you you see Symphony, <laughs> and you play some like what is it? What is it like? What's the sexy one I like? Uh, you know, he wouldn't ever to the Costco. That's one of my favorites. Okay, uh, for lovers only or something. Oh my God, it's not classy, but I probably you know I'd be like the girl for Drake. I just like just anything. Just throw that bro, how the bro, just let them know it's that good. <laughs> it wouldn't be classy, but I do. Yeah, but, yeah, so, yeah, because that would be a so sexy show, right? All right, but so I saw those clips. They look really nice. That looked nice, like a nice show. Like it was really good, okay? Uh, so I'm excited about Vegas. We'll see, you know. I don't, I don't foresee any, you know, any night drop. And if night drops, somebody wake me up and tell me, okay? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then what else? Okay, and then Beyonce, I talked about Beyonce. Uh, what else? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Full moon in Aquarius. Oh, my God, do you guys feel it? I can feel it. That's why I'm probably so hyper, okay? Aquarius is... <laughs> Gemini, I'm usually hyper, too. It's something about the Gemini, Aquarius stuff. I just be like, <laughs> okay, you know, because Aquarius is that odd type of, you know, sign. You know, it's so weird. I think I'm an Aquarian whisperer, too, okay? <laughs> You're like, what? You're an Aquarian whisperer. No, I like a Pisces whisperer. My first love was an Aquarius, right? And uh, I remember one of my best friends in high school, a, 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 my best one of my best friends in high school guy Aquarius right a uh, 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 lot of Aquarius friends best girlfriend one of my best girlfriends Aquarius they're so odd <laughs> they're so different and my seventh house is in Aquarius the seventh the house of partnerships right so I was talking to an astrologist one day dope astrologist okay from the like he's he's dope right. And so he, he, I was talking about my, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, my, tell me a little bit about my, my, you know, sign. What does it mean in my in marriages and relationships? He's like, oh, that seventh house is Aquarius. <laughs> he said, you never have anything normal, do you? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, you know, if you just tell me, you never expect anything there, anything to be normal about relationships or, 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 or anything because you have that, not in a bad way, just it's always going to be unusual and different because you have a seventh house in a queer, because you like quirky, different, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like that, you know, quirky, different. <laughs> and so a queer, so I expect the Aquarius full moon to be about quirky, different individuality, deep uh, thinkers Aquarians are, um, they're also water bearers, right? So, you know, um, yeah, because that's the sign of the water bearer, right? You know, the Aquarian is. Now, here's a secret thing. Scorpios like Aquarians, okay? Uh, we don't like them, but we do. 
they irritate us to no end. But we got to think more. Right, so yeah, so the energy of Aquarius, I feel, is a, it's like uh, out here right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling a lot. I feel that full moon energy. The full moon is you can see it tonight, but it's actually I think you'll be more visual. The first, I think the first full moon size two thirty five a two thirty five a.m. or is it two thirty two thirty five tomorrow? Where it's really legitimately because sometimes you can see full moons. Before it's an actual full moon Like you can see it before the actual date And stuff depending on where you live at So I'm a big moon person Right I I like um, I mean there's different phases of the moon You know what I'm saying But I love uh, full moons You can do a lot I'm now People always say Carlotta do you do full moon rituals I mean what's a ritual I mean I'm a ritual. <laughs> There's no rituals. I, you know what? I feel like full moons. If you you have to tap into the energy of them, like they all carry a energy, and so I try to tap into the energy of them. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm, I, I just. Don't. Yeah, I try to tie So that's why I that, you can do rituals to full moons and stuff like that. I'm not a ritual person. You know, I know that's funny. My mom and everything's in it. I am. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a ritual, right? But some people would. I don't know. I wouldn't call it rituals. I just call it manifestations on the full moon or something like that. Um, and when I say that, it's just that just certain energies surround different phases of the moon. And, like, even the new moon. Like, people ignore new moons, but a lot of things can happen during the new moons. Like, you know, so, um, you know, I just feel like you have to tap into uh, always full moons to me always tra- brings transition, change, and stuff like that. Depending on what sign it's in, it affects your energies different ways. Would it be in an Aquarius? I can feel the quirkiness, the kind of deep water-bearing energy. So it's a very uh, interesting thing. And I'm not surprised. Can I just say this? And I don't associate everything with the moons and stuff like that. Because I believe, here's my thing, okay? I believe God is the creator, okay? And But God sets universal law. I feel like God's a God of order. So even our full moons and everything have an effect, and everything like you know, on us our our energies and stuff like that. So I don't believe in a worshiping of the moon, but I do believe that moons can affect your energetic fields and stuff like that. Even this interesting here, and this is just a, I just happened to go into this, but rest in peace. Uh, see, uh, Pee Wee Herman, the guy who played uh, Pee Wee. Uh, let me put it up here. The guy who played uh, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, uh, uh, Paul Rubens, who kind of to me, uh, you know, it's, I'm not surprised that this full moon, that that passing, something like that, something so significant of a of a uh, of a guy who who like Pee Wee Herman, an odd, a, I would say, an. Acquaintance 
Aquarian-like energy, meaning that he looks smart and everything because Aquarians are very smart, just depending, but odd, right? So that isn't surprising. But it, um, but it says uh, Paul Rubens has left the earth riding a sporty red and white bicycle into that puppy land. This is uh, from MSN, whose burner, burn house have no travel returns, but leaving us with his great creation and alter ego, P.B. Herman. As an actor with many diverse credits, he was most recently on screen in What Do We Do in the Shadows, The Connors, and Steven Soderbergh's Mosaic, and the Emmy and was Emmy nominated as a guest actor for a current role on Murphy Brown. There was more to Rubens, who died Sunday at the age of 70, than Pee Wee, but there was no more to Pee Wee than Rubens, who thought him up, lived inside him, and made him run. So I suppose in some sense. Uh, the guy saying Pee Wee might have told Rubens where he wanted to run. Uh, and that character, I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me. Even um, also, there was a, a even with this week. Uh, what was it? Was I don't know if it was this week. Was it the beginning of this week? Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor passed away. I don't remember when it was. But another odd energy. Um, Very odd, like an Aquarian-like energy, but uh, I don't know. Let me look this up here. Let me look her up. I don't know when she passed, but I'm I'm just, since we're having this discussion here, uh, I'm having the discussion. Let's see. She was 56 years old, and you know, you guys, most of her know, know her for nothing compares. She left the industry. My favorite of Sinead O'Connor was the Prince story. I meant to have a Prince story where she tells about Prince. <laughs> I'm not hearing the Prince story for Sinead O'Connor. We got to play that, okay? Okay. We got to play. She just lost her son, uh, I think, a couple months ago, a few, not too long ago, to, to suicide or something like that. So, Sinead O'Connor had. Uh, a very interesting, but sometimes seems like tragic life. Um, let me look, um, look up her. Let's see if I can look. She was a Sagittarius, which isn't surprising. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sagittarius Moon in Libra. Her MC was in Libra. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not. You know. Not surprised about these just these people who set has oddities to uh, somewhat to society, and then there's the other young man from um, who passed away. Very surprisingly, good actor. He was on Euphoria, who played uh, the best friend to um, to uh, what's her name's character? Uh, Zendaya's character. Let me see. Where what is it? Um, Trying to figure it out, y'all. Y'all know I'm slow, so okay, we'll get it here. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is from TMZ. Nine one one for cop for call for possible overdose. Your Angus Cloud. Okay. Uh, it says police say the cause of death is unknown at this point, and they've launched an investigation. Uh, they said we've learned this is. Um, this is uh, TMZ. We've learned Oakland PD and fire department responded to a 911 call made around 11:30 a.m. Monday by Angus Kyle's mother. She reported a possible overdose, and saying Angus did not have a pulse. He was eventually pronounced uh, dead on the scene. 
Uh, a source close to the family tells us Angus had been battling severe suicidal thoughts after getting back from Ireland, where they laid his father to rest. We're told he was staying with his family as he tried to walk through overcoming grief. Um, Angus Kyle, famous from Euphoria, has died at his his home in Oakland, uh, TMZ learned. The actor's family tells us is with the heaviest heart that we say goodbye to an incredible human today. has an artist friend, a brother, and a son. Angus was special to all of us in so many ways. So rest in peace to those very very different personalities, right? They may not be the sign of Aquarius, but they represent an Aquarian energy while we're in this full moon of Aquarian because they were very oddity, oddity people. Uh, so to me, when I think of Aquarian, I don't think just people always say philanthropists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, Aquarians are philanthropists, but Aquarians are also uh, uh, very uh, different an individual like unique you know what i'm saying so so it it doesn't surprise me on this full moon these people the passion of these people in the spotlight being on them because of the full moon and you know and i'm not saying that's why but i'm just saying it's not a surprise it's not it's not a it's, it's that's not that's an interesting energetic energy because they're all they all have these odd uh they stand for individuality different unique Things like that, okay? So, yeah. And so rest in peace to those people. I wanted to shout that out. Rest in uh, because it's very sad, even especially for uh, the young man from Euphoria, Angus, who was only 25. It's sad for everyone, but he's only 25 years old. And Sinead O'Connor, younger, still 56. Pee Wee Herman, 70. 70 young nowadays, okay? So, uh, yeah, uh, rest in uh, peace to them. Now, but getting back to the energy of Aquarius, this full moon, uh, yeah, so I'm expecting uh, <laughs> difference, and this is Leo season, right? <laughs> uh, the sign of what is it? The Leo is the sign of uh, the sun, the sign of the um, the I want to be seen. I a royalty, kings, the lion, right? I'm a Leo ascendant in the house, <laughs> right? So yeah, so. That is uh that so that that uh, this Aquarian energy happening in the uh the with the the Leo vibes going on and stuff like that I'm sure it is going to be just peachy this week right it's gonna be fun so I'm I'm excited about the energy that the full moon is kind of leaving right so leaving leaving around I mean not you know the good energy of it right so um. What's next, y'all? Okay, let's go. Let me see. What else I want to talk to y'all about? Talk about the full moon. Okay, so when we get back, it's time to go into the news. But when I get back, we're going to talk about how these companies is out here. Remember when, uh, what happened with, um, oh, my goodness, where did I, why am I going blank? Uh, I went blank for this man's name. I'll get it here. Y'all going to be like, how long has you forget that? Okay. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know how I went blank with this, but sometimes it happens, you know. <laughs> uh, 
George Floyd. Okay, remember how all these companies were promising diversity and all of this stuff during George Floyd and everything. If you worked for a corporation, you heard it all. Well, we're going to talk about how some of them are deciding to ditch now, uh, diversity ditching, okay? And we're going to talk about Generation Z and how y'all out here in this un, uh, unnamed recession, because they're trying to act like it ain't no recession, making crazy demands, okay? This is what y'all done raised out in these streets, uh, baby boomers and some of y'all Xers and uh, mostly baby boomers and, uh, no, Xers is Xers, Z's parents, Xers, baby boomers, and millennials, okay? Yes, this is what y'all Creating the highest part of the mess out here, okay? Then we're going to talk about um update on the Tyra Cosby's case, and then we're going to talk about Cardi B, child. Okay, it went from Tasha K was looking. I don't know what Tasha K, you know, when Tasha K was talking about putting Miss Tina's name on song, child. Okay. <laughs> it just seems like it went crazy for Miss Tina. And Cardi B, it looked like it was going crazy for Okay, I don't know if it's, I, I hate Tasha. I don't know if you put her, Cardi's name on the stone, too, you had your mama, your mama-in-law put her name on something, but everything going wild, okay? So we got to talk about that, high gas prices being back, more Beyonce news, all that stuff, okay? When I get back in a second, I'm going to take a break. But meanwhile, oh, my God, we're going to play here, y'all, while I'm taking a break. Uh, let's listen to some Howl and Oats. I can't go for that. It's the CC Show. It's Carlotta. It's late night, hot, hot topics. I'm up. We'll get right, we'll be right back in a moment, okay?
but keep your hands off my car. Don't be that's my song right there that keep away. That's old school. <laughs> I love that one. Keep away, girls. Stephanie Mills. Okay, we are back. Um, what was I? I it was something I was gonna talk. Oh, I have to tell you. Okay, I saw this great documentary. I had never seen this one before. On you know, I've seen a lot of documentaries on Studio Fifty Four. I'm like a Studio Fifty. I I love the I, I listen I, I I'm a big Studio Fifty Four like even I feel like like if I have a time machine and God say you know Carlotta what you want to go back and do I say hey can I get a night at Studio Fifty Four nineteen seventy eight Michael Jackson in there Shit. Grace Jones. Because I'm, like, fascinated with Studio 54. So I saw this great documentary on Netflix the other night because I was up actually watching Mission, and then I started watching this, and then I saw this thing come up about Studio 54. Oh, my God, it was so good. I mean, it gave a little bit more deep. This was from one of the owners. Oh, the owners was on there. And and they gave – it was such a good – I mean, we you saw how they put together Studio 54, like the old videos, um, you know, they had a lot of theater people behind the making of the actual um, venue. I mean, the actual club venue and stuff like that. Oh, my God. I mean, the theatrics and all the things to put together that during the era of disco. My God. Pre, what is it? Pre-AIDS, but, you know, AIDS was coming. But pre Oh, my God, they had a time, didn't they? They paid for it in about 1981 to 82, but, jeez, they had a good-ass time. Mm-mm. I'm nosy like that. I want to see. <laughs> oh, my God, it's my favorite studio picture. I love it. The whole idea of it. You're like you got to like okay, Carlotta, like the decadence, the drugs, and all of that. I, yeah, because it was, you know why? Okay, because it was. I'm fascinated because it was pre a time when these things were they they were partying hard, but they didn't know that it was going to have consequences. You know what I'm saying? So it's an era of freedom and and studio. Fifth, 54 represents the hot decadence. It's like the accumulation of, the, like, the whole 70s vibe. Oh, I love the 70s decade, right? It's one of my favorite decades. I was born in the 70s, right? It's a dope, it's a dope-ass decade. I it's a dope decade from what I remember. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? But I love, like, the energy of that decade. Oh my God! Oh, it was such a good. They had a good time. I'm not gonna. They had a good time. It ended in. I mean, it ended. It ended in arrest and all kind of stuff. But let me tell you, for that little while, they for them little three years, they kicked it up in there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that if y'all get a chance to watch it on Netflix, and y'all just assassinated by the era of Studio Fifty Four. As I am, check it out, okay? It just looked like, I mean, it was just so good. It was every piece they told, different stories, told about how it was the age 
check this out. Something I didn't realize, too. You know, because they talked about how Time Magazine and all those people, they used to focus on more heroic, heroic stuff, hometown stuff, but then the age of Studio 54, when Studio 54 comes to be, New York Post and people like that start focusing on celebrity. So it's the beginning of the age of celebrity. Like people like me, you know, I mean, you know, people who who talk about celebrity and everything like that. This is the the beginning of that age, the beginning of the uh, posting the celebrities, showing the celebrities in the club, you know, spread out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that age. So it's fascinating, the whole dang on thing, all that. Studio 54 represented all, all the things that that. that that everybody said no to at Studio 54 said yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right? And so I'm, 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 dang, I'm fascinated by it. I'm a Scorpio. It's not an excuse I'm going to always use. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I am so fascinated by Studio 54. So, yeah, it was really good, okay? Very good. I enjoyed watching it. Okay, let's talk about these companies right here in these streets, okay? They trying to dis uh, uh, get rid of their diversity all after promising uh, uh, we gonna do more after George Floyd we gonna do more social this social that full of crap just talk 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 this is from Fortune okay it says companies are abandoning the, the DEI commitments made in mid two thousand twenty. Since last fall, employers have been slashing DEI roles to cut costs and pulling back on related initiatives. And now the Supreme Court striking down the use of race-based college admission in late June, the attack on corporate diversity programs that DEI experts feared might be unfolding. Earlier this month, 13 Republican attorney generals sent a letter to Fortune 100 CEOs warning of legal consequences for using a using race as a factor in hiring and employment practices. But corporate rollbacks on DEI aren't going unnoticed by diverse talent. According to a July poll from Job Search and Career Advice website, The Muse, we have been hearing from many of our job seekers and employers alike are frustrated that there are many companies uh, that have been seemingly backing away from diversity commitments that they've made in the last few years, said uh, Catherine Minishu, co-founder of CEO of The Muse. Sixty percent of the 803 survey site users say they've noticed that their company has pulled back on its diversity commitments, including by hiring or recruiting fewer diverse candidates, offering less internal discussion on DEI programs, or uh, through leadership changes like their diversity executives existing. Over one-third of survey respondents said their employers uh, talk much about DEI during the interview process, but on the job diversity efforts provide far less as promised, okay? While MU survey is not reflective of the U.S. population, 70% of the respondents are non-white, 65% are female, and 53% are millennial and Gen Z. The results offer some insight into how diverse talent feels about DEI cuts. Still a May Pew Research study of 4,744 working adults Weighted to be re, uh, re- representative of the American adult, adult general population, found that roughly one third of the respond- respondents feel it is extremely or very important to work somewhere 
with a mix of employees of of different races and ethnicities or ages. Many students note that it's much cheaper to commit to inclusion or diversity than to take action on those commitments, especially in a cash-strapped economic environment. A drastic cut to DEI budgets signaling a 180 from the lip service made just three years ago can alienate younger or diverse talent who put stock into the diversity, diversity inclusion, okay? You can read the rest of this article on Fortune, uh, uh, Fortune or com. I am not surprised, and they can blame it on the Republicans all day long. We know what the Republicans are, but we also know how powerful corporations are. Corporations can do what the hell they wanted it, okay? And uh, I'd never saw it. I knew George Floyd, all that talk during George Floyd was just talk, crap-a-doodle, okay? What Americans don't realize is this, okay? Which we're going to talk about illegal immigration in a minute. But illegal immigration, they are flooding some of these cities, okay? Flooding. These are people who have broken the law, by the way. It's not that I don't have no compassion, because I do. But you broke the law. Okay? These are the people they plan to replace. These, I, my personal opinion, these corporations plan to replace you with. I've been listening to, uh, you know, I listen, I don't, I listen, I don't, like I have to always say this disclaimer, I don't agree with everything he says, but I like him, no fame. He sounds sometimes like me, sometimes some of the stuff he says. But, but he was talking about how, you know, he feels like immigrants are here to replace. I, I'm totally uh, in somewhat agreement because what is going on is because they're going to be cheaper, more affordable than Americans. Most Americans have just been taking so many things for granted. And I don't think we're going to realize what we've done to ourselves until it's too late in our voting habits and not understanding the political atmosphere and uh, <coughs> uh, letting, excuse me, certain things influence us in voting and not understand politic politics in a better way. Uh, I think America is going to get what it is. It's just like black people. I say this all the time about my, my people. Black Americans specifically, traditional black Americans, we have lacked understanding of politics. And when I say politics, I'm not just talking about who you vote for. That's not what I'm talking about. Politics is a whole system. It's understanding every day you get up, politics is important. How you get to work. You got to fill up your car for gas. And you see gas going up a little bit. You're like, dang, what's going on with the gas going up? Okay, that's part of politics. Or when you uh, go to work. A certain, you know, like now you got affirmative action being struck down and stuff like that. All these th politics, the way you live, the, how you eat, how the grocery stores is, is inflation. Why is food high? Why is this and that? You know what I'm saying? Americans who have been very fortunate and blessed in this country, very blessed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The only people who've had a, a really, uh, I mean, let me just say this. A lot of people have had a jacked-up experience in America, right? You know what I'm saying? But who's really had a fucked-up experience is black Americans. No, no, it's real talk, okay? Because most people, listen, like people like to be talking about Native Americans. So like Native Americans own slaves. 
Well, they did. Okay. I said, my great-grandma was a, a, a possessed. Okay. Well, she was half uh, Cherokee. Hey, that's how it happened. I'm just telling y'all what it is, okay? They owned it. A lot of people, everybody was... I was. I remember I was, saying, I was talking to y'all about how uh, the Disability Act and how they was trying to get that passed and deaf for deaf people and stuff, and how even disabled, uh, they had disability racists and stuff in America. They like the school of the deaf sometimes, I think, wouldn't even let black people admit black people at one time. Crazy shit, right? The, America has been a, a, a hideous institution to its citizen, its black citizens. It's black American, traditional black American citizen who built the country for free. Has you degraded them in everything? Has you gave them separate water fountains and stuff like that? Which I'm, this is a good time to start talking about this next story. Right? Has you, has you, uh, has we kind of just acted like? Um, America, I mean, black Americans are just, well, I'm saying this, but America, for the most part, even with, you know, black Americans, it's it's still a good experience and still sometimes better than most, right? But uh, I'm not surprised by that Americans being so spoiled, getting back to what I was talking about, spoiled and everything. They And the black people in America, we being so sometimes so downtrodden and stuff that we, we let other people tell us how to do politics or to see politics instead of listening and learning and then observing the information for ourselves and then deciding from all the things we hear, which is diverse. But all we hear in you and that uh, put down us is if you listen to black radio, you constantly hear it from a democratic perspective. You don't hear it from a both parties perspective. That's not teaching a people how to have diversity of thought. That's not teaching a people how to do politics and to hear politics. That's teaching a pe- people how to be Democrat. Instead of teaching us about politics and teaching us, letting us hear from a variety of parties, we should be the people who do that because we understand how dependency, we can't depend on nobody. We got to be able to hear and know politics better than anybody, but we haven't. And we've become like the uh, most Americans who take for granted politics and everything, and especially us, we should not be doing that because we've had the worst experience. And and and, but we haven't used that to really learn the system, right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, Americans have been just not are not aware. And that that cost of not being aware, the cost of too much TV, the t- cost of celebrities telling you how to vote and stuff like that, you're getting ready to see it. And I don't think it's good. God help us. Okay. Speak. So I'm going into this thing. New Florida standards teach students that some black people benefited from slavery because it taught useful skills. These motherfuckers is crazy. God, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to stop cussing, but I gotta say this: these motherfuckers are crazy. 
This is according to uh, NBCNews.com. The standards which were blasted by statewide teachers' union as a step backwards were approved Wednesday by State Board of Education. Florida, y'all wild. It says Florida's public schools will now teach uh, students that some black people benefited from slavery because they thought to them useful, useful skills. Part of new African-American history standards approved Wednesday that were blasted by state teachers' union has a step backwards. The Florida State Board of Education new standard includes controversial language about how slaves develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit, according to a 216-page document. What personal benefit? Let me, hold on. About the state's 2023 standards and social studies posted by the Florida Department of Language. Other language that has drawn ear of some educators and education advocates includes teaching about how black people were perpetrators of violence during race massacres. <laughs> the language says instruction includes acts of violence perpetrated against and by African Americans, but not limited to 1906 Atlanta race riot, 1919 Washington, D.C. race riot, 1920 Oak, uh, Oakey massacre, 1921 Tulsa massacre, and 1923 Rosewood Mott massacre. The Florida Education Association, a statewide teachers union representing 150,000 teachers, called the new standards a disservice to Florida students and a big step backward for a state required teaching African American history since 1994. How can our students ever be equipped for uh, for the future if they don't have a full, honest picture of where we come from? Florida students deserve a world-class education that equips them to be successful adults who can help heal our nation's division rather than deepen them. Governor DeSantis is pursuing a political agenda guaranteed to set good people against one another. In the process, he's, cre he's cheating our kids. They deserve the full truth of American history, the good and bad. Uh, let me just say this, okay? This is people who don't understand. This is why it's so even important for us, because we've kind of had this narrative going from, pan, from being as pan-Africanists, and some of us, you know, a lot of black Americans have shame around the slaves, which you shouldn't. The slaves were victims, okay? There's no shame for them. They were victims. They were kidnapped from their land. The majority of people, and some people say, well, I, we, we might have been indigenous to the land. Yeah, but you might have been, but they thought you was, uh, they thought you was a, a, a black person from Africa. You got dumped into the slave trade, too, okay? So they were victims. Treated horribly. They weren't just coming over here. I mean, you know, remember there were indentured servants before. Remember American's history. They owed debts or something like that. White males, uh, white people, and then there were Indians. They sometimes used indentured servants and stuff like that. But they were, uh, the stories, they, a lot of disease and stuff like that would hurt them. And that's when they started to do, uh, the Portuguese started doing the slave trade, and then the rest is history, okay? And then America comes into the slave trade. But America introduces one of the most hideous forms of slavery. Not only do they introduce chattel slavery, but they introduce a slavery of the mind, where they begin to make black Africans feel inferior because of their skin color. 
They those are, now that's an old concept. It's been racism has been around forever, but America introduces it in a different kind of thing. Calling the slaves three fifths human. You ain't even human. We ain't you just three fifths. You were property. I can wake you up in the middle of the night. I can rape you. You and your wife. Oh, yes. And as far as teaching black people skills that could benefit them, how was it going to benefit? You mean to benefit the master? Because black people was in slavery, slavery for 200-some years, and then they came out, they came out to a world that was against them, that mistreated them, that put them in Jim Jim Crow and segregation and all kinds of stuff. So who was they benefiting? Crazy, nutty. This is America's great sin. America cannot, it is the one sin, and it is the sin that's going to, in my personal opinion, going to be one of the destructive, the destructive things of America because America does not repent of it. They can't say, damn, slavery was bad. We did a, we did a hideous thing. We had the nerves to be built. We had the nerves to write a powerful document, one of the most powerful documents in the world. We hold these truths to be, uh, what is what, to, to, we hold uh, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator, while we had slaves and we called them three-fifths human and we was raping and beating most of y'all. They had some good masters, but they still, they still was under whatever you call good, which was compared to somebody kicking your ass and breathing and all that stuff. But they still, they just was nicer than the other ones, still masters, throwing them out the slops. And then when you get them freedom, you terrify them. Can't even look nobody in the eye and all kind of all hideous to think, to think, to try to create. Well, see, it was good what we did. See, we gave you some skills. You didn't give us shit. The only thing, the only thing that gave us some was God. Okay, because we went through so much, we developed strength. And black people came here with skills. Africans had a lot of skills. Remember, that was most of the people, we always love to sell the narrative of kings and queens, but that's not always a true narrative if you listen about America's system. There were some people who were actually descendants of kings and stuff like that that accidentally came here when they started still. You have to read about the slave trade still not the coast of Africa. But they sent them back. Some people would be sent back. Most of the slave trade, people that were slave trades, most of us that were from this, uh, our ancestors, were uh, it was tribalism that did that. It's Africa's great sin too, because Africa ain't been that much since the continent has been fucked up. No, it has been. Let's tell the truth. The slave trade hurt the continent of Africa. They made a lot of money, but it hurt them. They ain't been able to recover from the white man since. Okay, white man over there, and the Chinese is over there and ruling all them black people. So the slave trade hurt Africa. It's Africa's great sin too, right? So you have these people 
who were very skilled because they were mostly the underclass, some of them, and they were mostly being some considered sometimes what's what's uh, the underbelly in Africa, the underclass. They were still doing other from other tribes and all this stuff. It was all kind. Of, you have to understand the slave trade. So these are people who are already skilled and who understood a lot about agriculture and things like that. America, they learned more because the land in America was different. But they sometimes taught the masters things. We taught them nuts. All the stealing you did from slaves. The harnessing of their talents for it, energetically, all kind of stuff. Just this, you know, I don't got time to get into it. You teach if they teach that, what a great disservice to themselves. To to it, it just does not provide healing. I mean, I hate when people try to find something good, but listen, for the slaves, at least they had a place to sleep. And they had something to eat. What the fuck? You know, there were not everybody was bad. Uh, just, you know, hey, I've heard I've heard all the gaslighting that white people like to do. Not all white people, but some, and it's some black people too who come right. Oh, it, it, we got to people got to eat, and you know it was a blessing. No, it was a it was what was meant for evil turned out to be our blessing because we ended up being America's one of America's greatest exports. Black Americans ended up being one of America's greatest expert exports through music, talent, all kind of stuff. They exported us out to the world. Okay, that's why people think they culture our culture is theirs. Because it was a superpower The superpower sold us all over the world And people come over here and be thinking oh, You know, I'm part of y'all But it's like, it was, we, like we understand y'all think that But it's really, you know our, This is a culture here <laughs> And we developed it From them doing a hideous Ish And we had to learn to survive And one of the greatest Most beautiful things about black people Besides our minds was our gifts of talent. Be talented. <laughs> right? So you don't want to see it. So 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 they they didn't mean they didn't they didn't teach that. We did that. That's how slaves survived. They survived by singing and 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 doing doing their work, all kinds of things. And when black pre- preachers got a hold to the the Bible which, listen, the Bible, the first, I always tell people, I always ask, as I said, it's a Middle Eastern religion. Of course, Africans knew about uh, Christianity probably far before, way before Americans did, okay? So that's why when people say, oh, they taught them a bum religion. No, uh, Christianity had pretty much spread throughout the region, so they probably recognized it in some ways. So you may have some people like Dat Turner and stuff like that. I always tell people, think, please think, try not to be so pan-Africanist and so hating the white people. White Christianity is not a white religion. It is a Middle Eastern <laughs> Hebrew Jewish religion. <laughs> okay, it's not. It went through all. You have to read the Bible. It was already through the Catholic. So 
Oh wow, oh, wow. They didn't just pick they didn't just, now what the now what they did as a slave trade is they manipulated the Bible sometimes to keep slaves in check. But then you had to, uh, uh, preachers like Nat Turner that said, "No, nah, that's not what we're gonna do up in here." <laughs> right. So I'm just saying, you know, uh, the the you have to be very. They love to gaslight. That's a form of getting black people angry, trying to get us emotional because they know we're an emotional people. They've studied us. They understand us. And one of the ways they be getting us all upset is trying to gaslight. Oh, well, now slavery wasn't that bad. You know, you know uh, Thomas Jefferson took style all around the world. Well, well shit, what was she going to say? No. <laughs> Being enslaved? What you going to say? What you going to say? No, master, I don't want to sleep with you. Okay? <laughs> she is not going to say she had no choice. They be saying wild shit, okay? Like we, like the slaves had a choice. Like, the slaves didn't have no choice. Crazy talk. Crazy talk in Florida. Nutty. And America better deal with it. America is so, it so hates to deal with the sin of slavery. They love the gaslight, boy. They love, they can't, they can't take it. They love the gaslight of slavery. Slavery, that, that's so insulting to me. I'd be pissed when I hear them gaslighting. I'd be like, y'all are gaslighting mofos. And that's all they DeSantis and them are doing is gaslighting. Want us to get all angry and upset and, you know, and start arguing points that we don't even matter. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it ain't even that big of a deal. Do what you need to do. If you want to teach your kids bad history, that's your business. Don't, but you ain't going to teach my kids that. That's why black people have to reiterate and learn about their own history in America so that you can teach your own, your children, your your history the right way. Now, you can't depend on their gaslighting ass because they delusional and they really feeling guilty about the shit their ancestors did, okay, and that they benefited off of, okay. All right, Gen Z, Gen Z intern shocks recruiter with lists of demands, including working no more than five hours, a startup culture, and an above-average salary. Child, y'all done spoiled them with they non-binary asses. <laughs> this is according to <laughs> Yahoo Finance. It says, everyone has a list of wishes for their next job. Perhaps it's a generous packet, a more senior title, on limited vacation days. For Gen Z, it's apparently working for less than five hours a day. One recruiter was left so shocked after interviewing a young job seeker who said she was looking for work-life balance, which tips heavily on the side of life, that she wrote about her experience on Twitter. I was interviewing a Gen Z intern today, and he says he's looking for work-life balance with not more than five hours of work. Doesn't like MNC, multinational corporation culture, so wants to work at a startup. Wrote in India-based Samira Khan, a director of people success at Enfido, an employee experience platform. Khan also stipulated that the job seeker wanted to be paid around 50,000 Indian rupees for his brief time on the job. At around $600, that might not sound like much, but it's more than eight times the average monthly salary for an Indian Gen Zer. According to Forbes, a 24-year-old should expect to earn around INR uh, $5,905 a month. Khan included, God bless the future of work. Okay. 
It wasn't long until the post went viral, rocking up 780,000 views and sparking fierce debate about Gen Z's attitude to work. Many were quick to call the list of demands unrealistic, given his lack of experience. He needs to work 100 hours a week for five years and get to a senior position in big tech. Then he can get 40, 50 uh, looks with less work than that, one user commented. Others disagreed, praising the youngest generation to enter the workforce for prioritizing work-life balance. The hustle culture started with baby boomers and got passed to millennials. Thanks to Gen Z, they understand life is not all about working for someone else, another user wrote. Khan commented on her post to add her take on the debate. Prioritizing work-life balance early on is great, but while looking for the first few internships, one should look for learning, growth, good projects, and peers, she wrote. Balance gets struck eventually. If you want to do well in life, you've got to work hard to get there, echoed Lewis Miley, CEO of the Global Executive Recruitment Agency, Bentley Lewis. What's more, he doesn't see why balance and wellness should come with the cost of working hours. I think you can work hard and have a really successful career. Also, take care of yourself. They're not mutually exclusive, he told Fortune. For me, integrating your work and life is making sure that you're working on yourself. I go to the gym six days a week. I eat well and I try to sleep well and working and working hard, okay? Uh, they said job seeker doesn't affect the attitudes of all Gen Z workers. Let me just say this. I worked, I mean, I used to go to school with a lot of wonderful Gen Zers, okay? But I will say this. <laughs> it is going to be the generation that is the most socially engineered. I said what I said, the most socially engineered, uh, used political correct crazy generation you've ever seen. They are, a lot of you parents left them to be raised by these TVs, these uh, these messages, the computers, and everything, and it's going to show. And another thing, and I'm not mad at the idea of having a different idea about the work. I like the idea, you know, five, six, I think it's five hours a week, six hours a week. I ain't mad at them because you can change the trajectory. You don't have to. I do understand the idea of, hey, I don't want to do what my parents did and stuff like that. But at the same time, your little spoiled asses, Gen Zers, okay, when they read, when we read about you, we find your parents and you and them, some of you millennials, your parents is buying the houses, your your mama's them is still giving you money. You're still going out. Your mom, you know, your mama's insurance to you, 26. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, yeah. Exers was working at the time. They was 13, 14, 15 years old. They had after-school jobs. <laughs> they was coming home giving all that money. You was in the urban center to your parents. Child, y'all is spoiled, okay? Trust me, y'all, 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 y'all was not. Y'all didn't come up in no crack era. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, Gen Z is very different. Okay? And they've been, and it's partly because y'all been spoiling them. And y'all been, in you, you've been putting in them social engineering and all kinds of things. They are, they are going to, if there's ever going to be, uh, what's that, what's the man? A 1984 the Gen Zers will usher it in proudly. No offense. I know some of you Gen Zers are not like that. But y'all the ones, that's why I say with they non-binary asses, tell that, y'all the ones. Am I they? I was, I, who do you want to be referred to? He, she, or they? I'm they. They, no, they really be doing that shit. I mean, you be like, damn, what? 
it's a lot of shit to be worried about. Y'all worry about whether y'all gonna be called a pronoun or not? No, that's really for real. That's the shit they worry about. No offense. I'm just saying it's different. Okay. That's all. It's different. Your kids is different. Okay. You said you want your kids to have what you didn't have, and you don't. You want them to have a better experience. Well, child, y'all got it. <laughs> y'all got a different type of kid, okay? All right, so I'm going to come back. I'm going to take a break, and we're going to come back in a minute. We're going to get more into the rest of these stories. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Americans having to uh, get a visa if they're going to be visiting Europe in 2024 and a whole lot more. We're going to get into Cardi B, throwing mics in the audience, all of that when I get back. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a minute. Let's listen to a little bit of, um, oh, God, I forgot. School, no, Slow Love, Janet Jackson. I'll be back in a moment, okay? I'm living 
the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. What's up, y'all?
y'all. I am back on the Carlotta chat with show. Okay, y'all. Uh, that was Maxwell with attention. <laughs> I thought I'd pay a little Maxwell with this. I'm going to see Maxwell, okay? It's the CC show. Uh, what are we talking? News, okay? Let's talk about these migrants, like, hanging out in New York. I mean, well, I've been hearing it's every, a lot of places. But New York, New York is been getting hard, y'all. Getting hit hard. Okay, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to get y'all. Make sure I got this situation. Okay, this is from the New York Post. It says, Sober video shows migrants sleeping on cardboard outside iconic New York City hotel has shelter hit capacity. Now, this is funny to me because this is why I'm just trying to tell you. This is how my personal opinion, just my personal opinion, is how these powers that be get the citizens citizens and stuff very angry and start to become angry uh, with illegal immigration and stuff like that, and even illegal immigrants, because you have situations where there have been homeless people in New York for years. And have y'all invited them into the uh, hotel? Probably every blue moon. But here's people who are not even citizens, okay? And y'all trying to find them shelter. Americans like to put a person taking care of of everybody else's kids except their own. Crazy, okay? But let's hear this article. It says, sobering video shows dozens of migrants sleeping on cardboard outside the iconic Roosevelt Hotel in midtown Manhattan on Monday morning has a makeshift processing center for asylum seekers hit capacity this weekend. Joe Biden, I'm being ashamed of himself. For slumbering, him and Kamala. The slumbering newly arrived migrants could be seen uh, filing the sidewalks surrounding the historic hotel at 45th Street and Vanderbilt Avenue, stretching from the hotel door of East 47th Street. The group, and this is also a big problem in Chicago. Chicago black residents are even having problems. Sometimes they're seeing people attacking people and all kinds of, it's crazy. They do this on purpose, though. They understand it's a power keg in America right now. America has a recession, in my personal opinion, it's a recession, that they say it's not a recession. Gas is up. Inflation's up. Child, today I went to go grocery shop today at, you know, my little Sam. I was like, child, when I saw my grocery bill, I'm like, are we serious? Anybody get that much? <laughs> it's crazy. All right, so you got all that stuff going on. And people start start to feel like they don't have any control. Because you got then you got the media. You got you can see them doing like the deception is so thick. Cause you see three media outlets playing the one narrative from one place to another narrative. It's all for craziness. And then you start seeing the narratives go out so thick, like, you know, there are people who would like to see somebody like Trump win or somebody like Trump run, but then you see the other group trying to put crazy charges and stuff like that. And as Americans, that gives you a sense of feeling like, oh, wow, what's going on? And then you got people coming in the borders and and you having a hard time going to the grocery store, feeding your people and stuff like that. It's a powder keg for a lot of crazy stuff to happen. It is, right? And these, to me, these powers be understand that very well. 
they are they are they want a crazy event, especially an event like that after COVID. COVID COVID to me was intentional in my personal opinion. But I digress. The group slept shoulder to shoulder across three full blocks while waiting to be processed at the site, which also houses migrant families as New York Police Department officers monitor the situation. Heartbreaking images show crowd control ropes separating the migrants from passerby as those waiting for access to proper shelter hurdle under blankets with their belongings inside them. We're all sleeping on the street, said Abraham Muhammad Salah, a 36-year-old married dad of three from the Central African Republic to the post, adding he hasn't been able to find a bed anywhere since he arrived in the Big Apple eight days ago. He said he's been waiting outside. The, a lot of these are grown men, too, by the way. Been waiting outside the Roosevelt for now for two days, and staff gave him a general floral form and placed him in the queue along with dozens of other migrants. Now, it's sad. I, you know, and I'm sad for them, but that's that's the part of the exploitation that you're getting ready to get in America because you never, they don't think you're so grateful to be here. See, America has a problem. America once had a problem. That's why when you be, when you migrate to a country, understand its history. Part of the beast that feeded capitalism, and I'm not I'm not against capitalism. I, I'm I'm I, I like the. Uh, uh, I like capitalism, but I also think it should be, it has to be regulated. And it should, it's, it's, I also like some ideas of, uh, 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 socialism too in it. But I am totally, I do agree with free markets and stuff like that. I just, there's, there's, there's ways I think they can be handled. However, if you here read the history of America, and you come over here as a migrant, see, and a lot of people, y'all are just running from y'all shit over in these other countries. So you coming over here and you thinking you're going to solve your problem and you don't know nothing about them. And you're just thinking, this free, this low, and free, man. And you don't know nothing about the history of free labor, about African Americans working for free. And now they, cause of, because they can't teach, they couldn't slavery outlawed, they need cheap labor. You about to be, you ain't the slave, but you about to be the new cheap labor. Wow, that's real. Okay. Um, it's sad for people to see them, but yet still back, uh, a lot of people walk past Americans every day outside on the street. Don't you think it's crazy? They don't want to help American people? But you're going to bring in a whole bunch of people, give them places to stay, give them food to eat. But you won't even help your own. It's crazy. It's madness. That's, 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 that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. You coming in some unprecedented times, I believe, because you, you can, we can't be talking about this country can't sustain itself like that. That's that's crazy. Okay. Um, McDonald's is launching a spinoff restaurant chain based on an out of this world character. Uh, this is according to Yahoo. dot com says some government officials believe that aliens are non-human uh, biologics are real, but of course McDonald's knew that already on July twenty fifth. 27, McDonald's revealed that it would be launching a spinoff restaurant chain 
based on a beloved mascot from the 80s and 90s. First shared by the McDonald's CEO, Chris Kempzinski, in a QT conference call, the chain will revolve around Kaz MC, a multi-handed alien from out of space who, like you or me, loves McDonald's fries. According to the company, McDonald's new business ventures team is developing the new concept called Kaz MC, which will be tested in a small handful of sites in uh, a limited geography starting in early 2024. For those unfamiliar with Kaz MC, according to McDonald's Wiki, he was featured in a series of McDonald's commercials and ads from 1986 to 1992. Interesting. In one 1987 commercial, Cosmic C lands in McDonald's, only to be discovered by Ronald McDonald, Grimace, and the Professor. The ragtag group's initial interaction with the character introduces the alien as one who likes to trade, though without permission at first. So it's less interplanetary commerce and more robbery with a parting gift. Okay, this is going to be interesting. According to McDonald's, Cosmo Seas will uh, be a small format restaurant concept with uh, all the DNA of McDonald's with its own unique personality. The team plans to announce information about development plans has this investor day at the end of the year. Okay, this don't sound McDonald's. Cosmo Seas, what? I don't know, it might work. You never know. Crazy time, okay? McDonald's start. Now they got this out and making a smaller version of yourself. I don't know. What's going on here? I'm just not understanding what Kaz and T is about, okay? Um, Americans will need a visa to visit Europe starting in 2024. Uh, this is according to uh, Yahoo News. It says the European Union has introduced new travel requirements for Americans wishing to travel to 30 countries. Next year, Americans will be required to obtain travel authorization to enter 30 countries ending visa-free travel in Europe for U.S. citizens. The European Union announced this week a new security program that will mandate U.S. passport holders to obtain visas before traveling to any other, any other visa-required countries, including Spain, France, and Greece. Uh, it says you got to have an application process. So it says before you secure your flight to your European destination, this is European travel information and authorization systems. Uh, the earlier you apply and are approved for the visa, the sooner it will arrive, providing peace of mind. Keep in mind the new rules will be enforced uh, starting around January 2024. The application will require you to provide personal information, including your passport details, your job, and where you live, as well as your upcoming travel plans and travel history. The EU encourages those looking to travel to apply before booking flights or hotels in case your application is denied. The visa, which will cost about $8, is similar to the one that European tourists are required to get when traveling to the U.S., which costs $21. Parent and legal guardians can apply for minors, okay? So y'all might want to check that out if you think I'm going to Europe next year, okay? Um... Stephen A. Smith's response to Patrick Beverly over Kim Kardashian prostitute called out, okay? Um uh, see this this week before I get into this, okay? Um This is according to Clutch Points. It says, uh, Stephen A. Smith has deleted his Kim Kardashian prostitute tweet after being called out by Patrick Beverly. Stephen A. Smith made headlines for all the wrong reasons Friday night after he referred to Kim Kardashian as a prostitute in a tweet. Uh, the ESPN broadcaster also asked if Kardashian's mother, Kris Jenner, was a print pimp. 
This does not sit well with Philadelphia 76ers Pastor Beverly, who quickly called out his ESPN colleague for the inappropriate tweet. Okay. Patrick, you trying to get on an episode? Uh, are you trying to marry somebody? <laughs> Memphis is the lead original tweet, which was sent to promote the live airing of the Stephen A. Smith show from Las Vegas on Friday night. Stephen A. has also responded to Beverly, who recently signed with the Sixers as a free agent this summer, with an explanation. Clerical error, you are absolutely right. That is being corrected right now as we speak. And for the record, I don't think of Kim Kardashian that way, or nor will I ever speak of her or any woman that way, which I have stated. Uh, thanks for checking the issue, Miss. Uh, Miss wrote in his tweet. By clerical error, did he mean someone else tweeted out for him? It would be wouldn't be surprising if CA and A Smith has a social media team, or perhaps that is what he's implying here. Smith also said the issue is being corrected. So does that mean the person behind the tweets get reprimanded or worse fired? Uh, the mean streets of Twitter's weren't buying it though. Okay. Yeah, they all saying stuff. So Stephen a liar. Stephen A a liar. You're a trash brother, be better. You know, this is funny. Uh, clerical error. They didn't say nothing to that white man who was telling Tom Brady last week. Uh, you can a couple of weeks ago that I put on here. You can fuck Kardashian. You can't marry him. Okay, they didn't, I'm not seeing here none of that. I don't hear nothing back to the white man. Okay, Stephen A. Smith, who's educated, got his degree, worked really hard in his career. No, I don't agree with everything Stephen A. say. But y'all trying to get him for who? The Kardashians? Well, let me tell you, and in his tweet, he said something like, let me, I forget what he said in his tweet. I think he said, is Kim Bradot a, a, a prostitute? I forget what he said. I mean, he didn't say what, what his tweet said. You know, somebody said it for him, I don't know. Uh, something about, is she a prostitute? Is Chris a pimp? And can I just say this? They was out here, what is, what is, she was selling porn tape? Nah! I mean, she would probably agree she was once a, a porn star. She was, she's out here. No, that was her and Ray J had a tape, and she sold. They sold. They made broker the deal. Chris allegedly brokered the deal, and the rest is history. Her family, they family, got put on from that porn tape. Now nah, Bruce didn't put. Bruce helped put them on, but Bruce wasn't a star. It was Ken. And then they created a reality show, and then we watched Chris Jenner. Lead her family to the promised land and showing her daughter dating a diversified uh, uh, many black males, premier black males on their show. I would say that Chris, my personal opinion, I say that Chris Jenner is probably the bad one of the baddest sex brokers out in Hollywood. This is my opinion. And Chris is a scrappy script. Chris just understood what she was dealing with. She said, shit, these girls ain't. I ain't, I ain't being right with these girls, and these girls are going to be wild out in the street, but let me teach them how to make some money from it. Let me teach them pimp game. If Chris, if y'all still had the player's ball, I've always said, if the player ball was, player's ball was still happening, Chris would be pimp of the year. And I said what I said. I said the king. Chris would be pimp of the year. Chris, y'all better give her all her flowers. And a big pit pet, 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 a cane and a fur coat. Okay? 
Imagine Don Juan would be impressed with Chris. He probably is impressed with Chris's damn game. Chris flipped a porn tape. Allegedly, Chris flipped a porn tape into a billion-dollar industry called the Kardashians. And all her girls have been going around here doing is dating basketball players, singers, all black. Now they're trying to date some white men. Having babies with a child. They, I don't know what they, they may not be selling sex. They're selling close. They, nah, I ain't going to say. They selling sex. Along with their lifestyle. It started off as this isn't the Christian. Did you see that you don't need to leave? You don't even need to fire that person. That was a, that's a good question. I ain't saying she have, I ain't. I ain't saying she having sex when I'm saying she was brokering sex with the sex tape. And then she playing Playboy. Then she posing Playboy. Child, please, yes, Kim, we got here selling sex. We talk that this ain't not dumb. This is stupid. You know Patrick Beverly, you dumb. That's exactly what they was doing. Prostitute. You know, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I use that. It's like a more cool way of saying it. I wouldn't say prostitute. I would say to like things. Like things. Porn star, yes. Broker and sex uh, has a has an industry selling these girls and their bodies. Kim, I was showing Chad, what y'all think this is? Kimbolic prostitution, maybe. Anyway, any way you call it, any way you dust it up, you like gotta give me give get my look. I promised y'all years ago I was gonna do a Kardashian. The things you can learn from the Kardashian. No, the things you can learn from Chris. Pimps up, hose down. Y'all need to make a part two of pimps up, hose down with Chris. Just sitting there giving y'all game. Ice P go get interviewed. Just interview Chris. And Chris talk about that pimp game. Yeah. It's magic pad. Chris is a pimp matter. Madam Chris Jenner. I mean, she ain't necessarily, what I'm saying, I ain't saying she's selling, she's making her daughters have sex for, for money. No, I'm telling that her daughters are selling by sexuality. That's the core of the Kardashians. Bad girl. That's a that's a cold scrappy. What's up? Shout out to Chris. That's a cold scrappy. She knows she doing. She know what they see. She know what it is. Pimps up, hoes down. To Chris Jenner. It is what it is. Hey, Stephen A. You ain't gotta be out here kissing nobody's ass. It's it's real talk. It's a real question. Shout out to the person who tweeted on on on. It's a real discussion on Stephen A.'s. They know steep sidebar and they be saying it. Okay, 46,000-year-old woman possibly revived from Siberian permafrost. Now, here y'all go. 
Here you educated fools go playing with something you don't know nothing about. If it, it went extinct of 46,000 years ago, why would your ass come revive it? Now, you don't know what you're going to start. What kind of side species and side hustles and Jurassic Park shit you going to have going on? Okay, but let's listen. This is from Scientific American. It says, dot com. It says, an international team of scientists say, uh, nematodes found in Siberian permafrost are 46,000 years old and survived using techniques similar to those of a modern lab favorite. At first glance, nematodes are unassuming round ones, but they don't under, but don't esti- underestimate them. In 2018, scientists announced they had discovered and revived two types of microscopic nematodes found in Siberian permafrost, estimating they may have been about 42,000 years old. Now these roundworms are subject to more research, which uh, posted that one of these nematide varieties represent a new species dubbed Y'all know I can't read that. Kali Mayanesis, okay, for the Kalamai, from the Kalamai River where they were found. The new research uh, published on January 27th in the Journal of Plus Genetics also compares the Siberian worm survival mechanism with one found in another nematode species, Canner habitus, I don't know, a model, a model organism in laboratories around the world. The researchers further claim uh, that uh, the worms were actually 46,000 years old based on their dating of plant matter found with these nematodes. Child, it don't. I don't like nobody digging up something from 1940, seeing if it worked or not. Let's see if we gonna kill. I mean, we gonna bring back these worms. Why are they going to extinct in the first place? Crazy what they did. The scientists be out here doing some wild stuff. Forty-six. I hope it don't be end up being like you know it goes so far like a. Like you wrap yourself in a cocoon, and then all of a sudden it come out a big gigantula or something. Because <laughs> you don't know what you got. You don't know if you got some dinosaur. They don't actually got a worm dinosaur. 46,000 years old. That's crazy. If you want to read the rest of the article, you can read, read it on Scientific American, okay? Jeez. Wow, we live in a wild. This is a twilight zone. I keep telling y'all that. Y'all don't believe me. I keep telling y'all we here. Be here. Watch those Twilight Zones. You'll see nothing new. Watch the old Twilight Zones. You'll say, thank you, Carlotta Wright. Shit, we are living in the Twilight Zone. This is every, all the episodes. This right. We, we are episodes. Vanessa Williams, 60, reveals whether she would ever get plastic surgery or fillers, okay? Now, I know a lot of y'all were stunned last week. <laughs> Vanessa was hot, and Vanessa showed her picture without her makeup chat. But that's what like, damn, y'all don't care, care what y'all think about me. It's hot, okay? <laughs> and um, some people were talking about her. She's older, okay? But Vanessa is beautiful for 60, okay? Vanessa is gorgeous. She's got them eyes on She's going to always be beautiful. She's always going to be a pretty lady. But I think what some people was a little shocked by, because Vanessa Williams is a very light-skinned woman, so Sometimes to what looked like to me with her skin a little bit, maybe she's been she used to, she was sitting in the sun a lot has a has a younger person, so sometimes sun affects her skin in certain ways. But she looks beautiful. But she talks about um, uh, 
uh, uh, this is from page six. She talks about Vanessa Williams is planning on getting nipped and tucked anytime soon. While the stunning stage, the best for last singer has been open about the, her love for, of good Botox. I don't want to look like somebody else, she told the post last year. Her invasive procedures stopped there. You know, and I ain't mad at that. I go get some Botox. When, I, when it get time, when it get time, it ain't been time yet, but when it get time, child, yes. I remember I was having a couple of little A spots come up. Child, I was like, take them out, take them out. <laughs> right? You know, I got fun coming up, you know. On my nice, on my nice boobs, just a couple. And I said, uh-uh, they're gonna have to come out. Child, I'm, I'm, I'm ripping this, okay? But I, I, when it gets time for Botox, I will go get me some Botox, okay? Okay, yes, okay. I'm not mad at it. While the stunning state of the singer has been open, her invasive procedure stops there, okay? I don't do filler, she said, adding that while actual surgery would probably be the very last thing she tries, she's open to experiment with non-invasive treatments. Uh, the technology now for lifting, sculpting, tightening is incredible. And there's a machine for anything, she explained. I just got a microcurrent thing for your neck. It was called Forma, and it's like a total package facial. The Ugly Betty store also revealed that turning 6-0 was a huge impetus to shake things up when it came to her fitness and uh, wellness regime. Listen, she is beautiful. I, these days, Williams maintains an intense workout schedule. I kickbox every other day. I weight lift every other day besides that, she shared, and I'm just loving life. Uh, the Tommy, Tony nominee is keeping busy and having a professional life, too. Is she still married? Is she the most that man? I don't see that man running around here nowhere. Okay? I don't know. I guess not. Okay? Uh, but, yeah, Vanessa looks gorgeous, okay? Child, honey. Them eyes is everything, okay? That's a pretty girl. I would love to hear uh, the story of her life. I would love to see a story about Vanessa Williams. I think that would be very interesting, okay? Because Vanessa, Vanessa, what's Vanessa the tribe? Vanessa's a very interesting character to me, okay? Because Vanessa has had, what she has, this has been three husbands, and then back in the day when she had that penthouse thing come out when she won Miss America and stuff, child, and, you know, was with another one. Child, I just would like to know. I just want to know what her story is. Like, I mean, more like a fit. Play out. Think it'd be good. Oh, she's she Pisces. She Pisces. That makes sense. Yeah, Moon is Sagittarius. Oh, child, yeah, it makes sense. It all makes sense. Why can we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. Okay, I'd love to see her story of her life. Mm. Yes, I definitely would. Okay. Oh, Vanessa Williams would have a good story. Piscean, she does get that female Piscean energy, okay? That does, okay. So, yeah, interesting. Um, what else I want to talk about? Uh, future out in these streets. Rapper Future loses child support battle with ex-Britney over their 10-year-old son after musicians' monthly income was exposed, okay? Now, see, y'all was out here talking in these streets. Future got money, he 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 got I tell y'all, it's more than about money with these children, okay? And they had these little children, too. This is according to RadarOnline.com. It says, Future of ex-Brit 
future exes, Brittany Millie was successful in her fight to increase the amount of rapper paying her child support per month. Uh, according to court documents obtained by Radar Online, the master off musician will now pay a nearly 5000 per month for their 10-year-old son pay. Uh, the decision was based on Future's gross monthly income of more than $30,000, while Mealy pulled in around 14000 per month. The judge said the increase was necessary based on a substantial change of income and financial status of the father. As we report, now, see, he only making $30,000 a month. Y'all be thinking they rich. That's about, what's that, 350 or something like that a year? Y'all be thinking they got a bank. Yeah, I mean, it's bank for the regular person, but not the way y'all was talking about future. Like, he can have 50 kids, no. Now, future, you need to be careful. You need to, because these are, what if all these baby mamas come through with some child support checks? You're going to be broke up. Lord. Okay, it says the decision was based on future's gross money income. The judge said the increase was necessary, okay? A mess, child. Future was paying $3,000 a month. Me and all I got to say is we're kind of. Okay. You don't need no more kids. You do not need no more. Okay. Let's talk about the update to this sad story about a young lady who was allegedly invited over to a man's house. Okay, She didn't know the man was married. The wife came home. This is all it is. Came home, just found the situation, and shot and killed the girl. I think she should go directly to jail, do not pass go if this is a true story. Because her mama said that her daughter called her in the last minutes of her life and she heard her daughter plead for like nobody deserves to be killed over some dumb ish. And the funny thing is that this woman, she shot this girl, little young girl, because she thought her man was with him. The funny thing is, he probably should have got his ass. Because the funny thing is, if you got her... All you done did is freed him to the streets. Why you gonna be behind them bars? Who's done if it's happening the way you uh the way uh they're saying it is. But I wanna play this. See, do we got it up? Okay. I think I got the video up. Okay. So I'm gonna let y'all hear a little bit of the video. Tonight, a chilling 911 recording is revealing new details about a deadly shooting in Northwest Charlotte. CMPD says 51-year-old Stephanie Alexander called 911 after she shot a woman she found inside her house. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Morgan Fogarty. And I'm Gary Bro. Police say Tyra Crosby was killed. A WCCB Charlotte's Trish Williford is live in East Charlotte. The story you'll always see on WCCB. Trish? It was extremely difficult for Crosby's family to listen to that 911 call, and tonight they can't believe what they heard. It was 521 a.m. on July 18th when Charlotte Mecklenburg Police were called to this home on Porter Street in Northwest Charlotte. Police say 51-year-old Stephanie Alexander called 911 to report she had just shot someone. This is a portion of that 911 recording. Charlotte 911, do you need police? Fire and medic. I need police. 
I'm talking about this story because I really believe it should go national. It's a very first of all, it's an interesting story. A woman comes home and her man is there with another woman allegedly, and she shots and she shoots and kills. Now she's crying. I don't know if she thinks she might be a good actress or something like that. Especially if the mom, the mom is saying they had eight minutes of their child being beaten and then shot. If that's the case, these charges need to be up for manslaughter, okay? It needs to be murder. Now, let me tell you why I'm so, you got, you're like, she, you know, she came home and found her husband because the, the wife shot the wrong person. First of all, you shouldn't be shooting nobody because you don't own nobody. What you should have done is make they both their asses be at your house, including him. But she, whatever, if this is true, if it happened the way they saying it happened, the mama saying it happened, you so wrapped up into this man that you shoot somebody. Beat, no, beat somebody and then shoot them. You're beating the wrong person. So when you, I won't, when, when you get up into jail and you serving your time and he's out there in them streets and he done remarried or got with another girl or other woman and you, you need to be serving time so you can understand how dumb 
of a decision this week. Turns out to be they got an eight-minute tape of their child being beat and then killed because some woman was mad because her man was with her. Y'all wild. Do you not know that he's going to be free while you gone in jail? Believe that. He's really going to be running in the streets. It's sad. Terrible story, okay? Uh, that's the latest update in that story. And hopefully uh, it's, it's true about the tape that the parents have given the police. I mean, the mom giving the police, then hopefully that woman gets her just, just crazy, okay? Crazy story. Are we talking about Cardi B yet? Running around here hitting people with mics and stuff like that? Chad, Tasha, Kay, what the hell is going on? Miss Tina been messed about in these streets and Cardi since Tasha's mama-in-law went to uh, make it. Hope she didn't put no, no, no stones. <laughs> Let's see, okay? Let's talk about Cardi, okay? First of all, Cardi, so much to unpack here. Everybody thought that uh, Cardi B, when she got the water thrown on her, everybody thought that, you know, it was somebody random throwing water because there's been a lot of these random cases with people performing at concerts and people throwing shit up on stage, just random shit. Now, I never, I'm a person who say when stuff like this out the blue start happening, you get 10, 15 people throwing something up on somebody's stage, and then the press picks it up and starts to run with it. Why are all these celebrities getting things thrown at her? What's this to happen? I always sense social engineering somewhere, uh, search and seizures more at venues, or, oh, we're going we're gonna to protect the, uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, 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 concert goer, I mean, the, uh, a con- the performer more. We're going to put a plexiglass when you come to a concert and shit like that. I can just see shit like that. That is all, that's psychological and all crazy news, okay? I can see shit, though, like that happening, okay? But this time, though, they found that the Cardi B had asked people allegedly before this particular video to throw some water on her. So the girl, she was late, but she threw some water like she had, okay? Alleged. Okay. So it says, concert gore files police report after Cardi B's Las Vegas show. Police report usually means that Cardi, you about to get sued, probably. A concert gore has filed a report with the discordancynn.com with the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department after being struck by an item that was thrown from the stage, which she threw allegedly a mic. The police said in a statement to CNN Monday, police did not mention Cardi B in their statement, but the address on, of the incident matches the location where she was performing on Saturday. According to the victim, she was attending an event on July 29, 2023 at property located on 3500 block of Las Vegas Boulevard during a concert. She was struck by an item that was thrown from the stage. Authority says no arrest or citation has been issued, according to police. CNN previously reported that Cardi B was performing at Drake Beach Club in Las Vegas over the weekend when an audience threw, member threw a drink on the stage. Has seen in video footage posted in social media. In the clip, the rapper is seen getting splashed with liquid from the cup while performing at her 2018 Bodak Yellow, which also people are complaining because it was it wasn't her rap when the music was going. It was actually uh, her record playing, and people started calling her Millie Vanilli, allegedly. Uh, they saying Cardi B quickly reacted by throwing a microphone into the audience. Has security guards rushed to the stage and into the crowd. They they they, they one rush. But the other ones look like they were slowed back. 
In another video shared to social media from the concert, Cardi B and her DJ are seen asking the crowd to flash her with water due to the heat. It's unclear if this occurred before or after the incident with the microphone. A lot of people are seeing this before. Uh, CNN has reached out to Clark County District Attorney for the comment and have reached out to LVMPD's uh, Public Records Department for a copy of the police report, okay? Um, listen, and also there was an incident with Cardi B throwing another mic at a DJ. So we got all these crazy things happening for Cardi, okay? You know, when I say stuff on this show, like when I call Beyonce the Evie Candy lady and stuff like that, I don't be saying stuff just to be, I really, for real, I know I be joking and stuff like that, but I also be saying stuff to, for people to protect sometimes their energy because sometimes I be seeing stuff going on. Sometimes I could be wrong, but a lot of times I sense, like even with Beyonce, I sense that she, that energy drain. And see, when you're taking, when you're cycling energy, it can, it can re, it can be, it can, it can mess you up. Like, you know. So that's when I talk about stuff like that. I I be trying to help the person, too. Cardi B, same thing, okay? When I said a few weeks ago, Cardi B should drop the lawsuit against Tasha K. First of all, let me tell you why, Cardi. You probably less likely to get that money. And the reason you're doing it is because you're trying to get some sort of vengeance and stuff like that. The truth of the matter, as a celebrity... The black blogger, sometimes they can be enemies or they can be your best thing because they put your names out here. I know you didn't like what she said. I thought I thought the judgment of $4 million, because I've, I've heard people getting hit, hurt, all kinds of things, and don't get a judgment of $4 million in lawsuits. For somebody calling somebody, um, saying somebody has syphilis, or $4 million has a... Um, it's crazy. I can see 400000 300000 but her getting $4 million, that's a crazy amount. I don't know why they can't. Can they, I, that, that amount should be looked at. That was, that was a crazy judgment. I don't know why that was given. But because I've heard worse discrimination, I've heard worse liable cases, all kind of things. Cardi B is a celebrity, okay? So liability and slander is a very different. They're trying to change the trajectory of that now. Um, Tasha K, she could have did. All she had to do was retract it and probably wouldn't have went as far, okay? So it's somewhat of her fault too. But here's my thing. The reason why I say Cardi needs to drop this lawsuit partly is because the energy she's doing it out of, of, even though she was the one wronged, it's still out of a crazy energy. She's spending a lot of her money on lawyers and stuff, trying to bleed probably a turn up. Tasha K probably got money, but she probably ain't got that much. And you talking about, yeah, bitch, I'm gonna get your money. I'm gonna what's she say? I'm gonna I'm gonna your kids won't go to college. That's dumb. That's out of the wrong. Your energy's bad. Okay? And then you just what you do, you threw it's you so often, whatever's going on in your life, because I really think my personal opinion about Cardi is ever since she become a mother, I don't know if she likes the deal that she signed. And I suspect that being where Offset also has another, like I said, sometimes kids are a blessing, but sometimes men can vamp you. <laughs> you get the wrong man, he can vamp your energy. You stepping from your energy, his energy going up and yours going down. I feel that's a little bit the case of Cardi B. I feel like Cardi really needs to sit at home because she's throwing these microphones. Now, she's probably going to get sued. 
And the overall energy she's been giving off lately is just crazy. When it's just sometimes you just need to sit down and see what is it that you really want now because so many things have changed for her. And I know she's getting out here trying to make some money real quick. She's trying to get re, but she's got so many things pulling on that energy field that she got. Whatever's going on is eating her up. She she making dumb decisions, throwing stuff, having hands look like a lot of stuff going on with her. And I would advise her first of all, I'd say anything that ain't bringing me peace is gone. Including the Tasha K lawsuit. I would be keeping my money. I say that girl ain't got no money over there and I ain't gonna chase no money because I'm in the wrong attitude to be chasing money from her. Yes, she did me wrong, but me acting like that E running back and how I'm gonna do this and us going back and forth and stuff does not help me at all. But what do give you peace is if you say, you know what, I ain't gonna take that. I, I, I taught her the lesson or whatever. I would personally, like I said, I personally do an interview with her. Me and her sit down. You know, that's going to gain us money. Say, let's make some revenue off of it. But the way you're trying to do it, go about it now, you ain't doing nothing but breaking your own finances, probably. It's probably costing you a lot because I know that Brody song ain't got that much money going. And you got pregnant right after, before a major tour you were supposed to have a few years ago with with um, Bruno Mars, which probably hurt significantly. And ever since then, it's just like she been her energy been all over the place, and so and I just don't think you know I don't know if she just really want to do this whole Cardi B thing anymore. That's my personal opinion, because I think that she probably just rather you know she might be want to be more family oriented. I don't know, but I know that the attitude she's currently carrying is just gonna if she doesn't get go stop and evaluate her energy and herself. You just don't this girl ain't gonna hurt Tasha. It's gonna hurt you more. Tasha gonna be out here doing what she's still doing. Okay. <laughs> you better right here throw a mic to the audience and everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. I mean, even I knew I knew her energy was depleted as a woman when I heard her after the situation came up when Tasha K and she went after Tasha. Something happened. She said something to Tasha, and then Tasha said something back to her, and then they then the uh, stuff came out about Austin, and Cardi made the whole video to my you I get a rich man you I get rich man you won't get this and that I'm like there's no guarantee what kind of rich man because it don't matter if he's rich. The question is how do they how will he treat you? So far, the rich dude you got hasn't been that great. I mean, I knew she was not thinking straight, and I knew that she she really she's a young lady that really needs to sit down and assess where she's at right now and assess what she wants. And 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 what is the price you're willing to pay for the idea of family? Because do you really have a family? Is it really yours, or what's going on here? Are you? Are you constantly, are you going to constantly be in this energy of fighting? So I, I just feel like that's not helping her career. I feel like Cardi has these big trajectories to pick up. Like she did the verse on the Lotto song. It was really good for her. But now she's also, now she backed down because people calling her Millie Vanilli because she, uh, uh, she, she had her music playing. And it was her reference. Then she's also threw a mic in the audience trying to respond to something, 
and may have a lawsuit come on herself. Your energy's all off, boo. And you need to go sit down somewhere and figure out what the hell's going on. That's what I say. Uh, that's what I said about Beyonce. I wasn't playing. I wasn't trying to talk Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce looked tight. I'm y'all say y'all fans is out. Y'all here happy. But I'm just, I'm just telling y'all what she been looking like. And speaking of Beyonce, I told y'all they've been selling tickets for thirteenth day allegedly. New York Post even had a, a article talking about Beyonce's chick tickets are cheap right now. If you wait to the last minute, let me tell you, didn't I tell y'all that was going to happen? I gave you, I told you, wait till last minute, you can get the best seats. Sometimes you get better prices and all that stuff. I told y'all, first of all, I knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. And they're going to try to say she projected over, see, they're going to try to say she sold over $2 billion. She sold past $2 billion. They're going to try to say that. But you don't really know who these other third parties are that bought these tickets and stuff like that. They're going to try to act like they haven't had no losses, Okay because they want Beyonce to continue to have a certain amount of influence over the masses, which keeps the power that powers that be that are behind her, her puppeteers or her bosses and stuff, keeps them in power. So they want you to still have the illusion of Beyonce. But meanwhile, though, in her real life, she might be in trouble with her fucking investors because they realize that she might be a fraud now. She's a bubble. Oh, I said what I said. She's a bubble. I said. Beyonce, you a bubble, you know, you you, you know it's a bubble, right? And they like, damn, we invest in this renaissance. This is just Carlotta one-on-one theory. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm saying it's Carlotta one-on-one theory. We done invested in this renaissance. We put all this digital shit out. We got great effects and stuff and all of this stuff, and nobody bought in. We having to sell these $300 tickets for $50 and a hot dog. She hot dog at the at the at the stadium. <laughs> this is a lot of uh, speculation. Not facts, it's speculation. But we gotta still make her look good, at least for a little while. Poor baby. Ooh, and they paid a lot of money for that stage. Ooh, Beyonce, and you out there looking like you. Looking like you struggling through had to you had to get blue ivy ass out there. And I like blue ivy. She's cute. She she did it. She can make she enjoy it. But child you have to get that gimmick going, honey. It's that bad. And this is the worst one you could have picked for that because they spent a lot of money. They didn't invest in a lot of money, Beyonce. Then she does this track with Travis Scott called Utopia. Sounds crazy as five fuck. Sounds like a ritual song. I was I, I was scared when I listened to it. Really? It's Echo. That's the name of it. Just think of it. Oh my God! 
Oh, it sounds like a, a, a high digital version of that Hollywood song, her and Jay Z. Oh, Either the investors got some sort of agenda with Beyonce. That's why I got to go see the show. I probably wouldn't go see the show except for I want to see what the shit she's going to have up on this digital because I'm sure it's telling the story. But I'm sure they've lost a lot of money. And I'm worried for her. I am. No, no, on the real tip. No, for real. Because when you go out here and you put a you, – they starting to see that you like, they're like, damn, I'm going to invest all this money. Her ass ain't even. Child, she was selling. We thought we could get away with selling seven thousand dollar tickets. Child, no, we can't. New York Post. You won't believe how insanely cheap last minute Beyonce tickets are. International pop superstar has a concert in Nashville, Tennessee, this time. On July 15th, that's already happened. And the enemy hunting in Bank Stadium on July 20th, it's already happened. Uh, Renaissance tour and some seats are shockingly cheap. At the time of publication, we found tickets more for $101 before fees on Vivid Seats for her national concert. Now, that is second party. Those are those, or third party, those selling things, those things I told y'all about that I gave y'all my theory on. This is where things get crazy, though. There are $44 tickets available for Lucy. Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. Don't forget this. B, this is B we're talking about. Yes, the 32-time Grammy winner, owner of eight number one hits, and one of the best-selling artists of all time. Eight number one hits is about four or five of them with Destiny Child. Okay. So, yes, there's unbelievably low Beyonce uh, prices are truly a steal, okay? No, you know, Beyonce is a bubble. This is this is like them selling you that seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, right? And you go, you say, dang, that's a lot of money for that house. That house really probably worth about one hundred and fifty thousand. And in in inflation, so they trying to say this is seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And you take out all your loan money and everything, and then when the, when the, everything go bad, then the economy stuff, you realize it's a bust. They like this house ain't worth no seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can't barely sell your house, and when you do, you have to sell it at a negative. That's Beyonce. Beyonce's that entertainer. Beyonce was built up like she was a billion, like she was a big, like a Michael Jackson entity. You know, like she's worth billions, and she probably has made a billion with investment council. Like, but. Like, she's going to be like, Michael. But the bubble is bursted. This is inflation. And people are like, shit, I don't know if I want to see her ass that bad. Shit, I'm, but I just saw her ass not too long ago. P- people not that. And then they and then the influence is waning. She on stage. She senses. I mean, you know, her artist only sold 10,000 albums. Her Ivy Park is at been at a dismal loss. Vita said, "Get the fuck out." Tiffany's trying to hold on. <laughs> no, Tiffany's just trying to get all their money. Tiffany's like, "Shit, you know, I already bought in. We just might as well get." And who know where the hell Disney is? Okay, Disney's just like shit. Don't call us. I mean, shit. We'll try to do something like a tip. I mean. Maybe we'll sell a DVD for Christmas for $5 or something. 
You just cry a lot of imagination. Now, I'm not saying this is happening. This is my imagination about the, the talks that might be going on surrounding Beyonce. Hey, call up Gail and Oprah, have them come through. Let's make her still look big. We can get people to come out to the concert and man, look, Gail and Oprah's here at Beyonce. See, y'all fall for shit. Look at these fun. But y'all only falling for it because the tickets are $35 in a Coke, $50 in a cop box. Beyonce, you are probably the most overhyped artist in his stand. Just Chad to say, but it's true. <sighs> I'm just hoping, for, I'm just praying for you, okay? I'm hoping that these people don't start thinking. You know how they be thinking when you are a big proper ruler. You know, they be like, I, you know, the best album. You know, I hope they don't try to be doing telling you like they told, you know, they told Shaka when she was on drugs. You know you work more there than that. I don't want them to happen to you, girl. I'm just telling you, quit taking all this money that you, uh, that your hype can't buy, can't can't pay for. Be very careful, sis, because you don't know what, I don't know who you, y'all, there's some crazy people out there in that Hollywood, okay? I'm just saying, okay? Of hype. Taylor Swift had a new suitor, they're saying, in these streets. I know I'm about to make a lot of black women who are Chiefs fans who uh, like Travis Kelsey because he tends to get a lot of black women liking him, partly because if you've ever you saw the reality show several years ago, and, you know, he was dating a black girl, and I was like, oh, you know, it's a child. whatever. But you got to read allegedly how he was allegedly treating her. But I digress. How Travis Kelsey failed to give Taylor Swift his number? I took it personal. Taylor Swift said, "Big girl, put, I mean, please, I mean, Travis, please." Okay. Um, it says, uh, "That's not the kind of reception Travis Kelsey is used to." Kelsey, 33, an eight-time Pro Bowl tight end, tried to catch pop star Taylor Swift's attention with an elaborate prop ahead of her recent show in Kansas City. The T star made a bracelet with his phone number on it with the intention of handling it to Swift prior to her show. He told his brother, Eagles Senator Jason Kelsey, on his New Heights podcast that released Wednesday, I was disappointed that she didn't talk. She doesn't talk before or after shows because she has to save her voice. Child, <laughs> I got the angle. Say that. She has to save her voice for the 44 songs she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her one of the braces I made for her, Kelsey says. She doesn't need anybody. That's what she told you, man. Or at least she didn't want to meet me, so I took it personal. But it was an unbelievable show. He continued as brother laughing him. Sounds like someone wants to rebrand. Oh, are we tired of being, you know what they used to call white boys who used to act black back in the day? The wigger. No, 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 no. This, don't, don't be offended. I'm just being real, child. Wigger-like behavior, okay? That's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is trying to rebrand now. After Kayla Nicole. Kayla, he's trying to rebrand. After seven years, you got this fool giving Kayla, trying to give Taylor Swift, who is not here for your rebrand. Okay? Taylor's like, I'm far too big for this. Okay? I'm not dealing with it. I'm dealing with the real white guys out of these streets. Okay? You kind of pretend like you like me. 
and probably have a little chocolate always on the side. She understands what this is. Okay, Travis? Trying to re-ring. No. Taylor's not having it. You know what it is. It's like, this is like the Kardashian thing. You're getting the Kardashian treatment. Like, the dude told Tom Brady, Travis, you're getting it from Tra- you're Tom, you're the Kardashian to the Tom Brady. I mean, to Taylor's and Taylor's Tom Brady. <laughs> Take it as you read. She see your habits. She probably heard about Taylor. Like if I, I want a black guy, I want a real black guy. No tab. You have to do more rebranding, okay, Travis? A whole lot more rebranding. A whole lot more. Okay. I understand what you're trying to do here, but there has to be a lot more rebranding going on, okay? I keep it too real on these shows. Child, don't be mad at me. I apologize ahead of time. I'm not keeping it way too real. What else do we got to talk about? We talk about uh, uh, Beyonce cheap tickets. We talk about these worms out here. We talk about tap. Oh, Miss Tina. Miss Tina. Hey, Miss Tina. Somebody going to be on that cruise. Miss Tina's about to be on the cruise. Miss Tina, are you going to be on the cruise? Are you going to be on that cruise? Miss <gasps> Tina, please go out in the street again. What's that touch cake is like? Miss Tina, fa- no, Miss Tina. First of all, I say, okay, divorce is never, never easy. Okay, okay, sad. But girl, I know you got you got to be on that cruise. <laughs> Miss Tina said, "I can now. I can, I can be like, I can be flirting with this young boy in peace." Tina's old sixty daughter, Richard Lawson, seventy six. I call they quits. The mother of Beyonce filed for divorce from the actor of eight years. Oh, he was married that long. Wow, it's been a long time, Miss Tina. Okay, you tried. What a hell of a try. Okay. I be telling my friends, I be saying marriage is a day to day operation. Y'all know what I'm saying? We be always trying the single ones that be always trying to ask you, it's a day to day for real. It's a it's a I mean, marriage is a great institute, but it's a it's a, you know, when they say one day at a time, sweet Jesus, sweet one day at a time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hilarious. Okay. But, listen, I'm sure other married, I, I have, I know other married people say the same thing, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Okay. So, you know, but, listen, okay. It's Tina. This is England. It said court documents also revealed that Tina is asking the court to terminate the court's ability to Award spousal support to her or Richard. The outlet further reported she also apparently wants to change her legal name from Celestine Lawson back to Celestine Knowles. Oh, she's taking back Matthew's name. All right. Which she went by before she married Richard back in 2015. The former lovebirds had no children together, so there's no child support in our custody arrangements. Of course not. Okay, listen here. Okay. 
Miss Tina is ending. We a lot of y'all were showing clips, you know, the Black Love clip and all that other stuff that was showing that it was not going. It was not going well. Okay. Now, I kind of feel sad for her, but then she looks like she's been having a great time. So did Richard, Richard, was Richard the one that, so now the break-in makes sense. Was it Richard just coming to get his shit? And that's why we ain't heard no more about it. It was a break-in. Remember, she had a million dollars and stuff stolen. Maybe it was just Richard coming to get his shit. I thought she was. We ain't heard nothing more about it. So she thought, like Richard was doing a lever room. <laughs> Miss Tina, all I want to know, girls, you gonna, you gonna be on the crew? I might have to come, Miss Tina. You on there, Miss Tina? You know, see what you up to. <laughs> you sorry, but. But say, I'll be seeing you out there. This is my second son. I'm like, Tina, if you, you know if you was 20 years young, you know you'd be trying to holler at that. Okay? So that's why I was just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out. I know Miss Tina's going to be in this school. Miss Tina, you know. I'm definitely going to be there. Miss Tina, you're going to be there. Miss Tina, you're going to be there. We can bond over our love for Maxwell. We will not bond over your daughter, your daughter Beyonce. But we will bond over our love for Maxwell. I do like Solange, though. We might bond on that. I mean, Beyonce ain't touch and go. It's touch and go. Like I'm trying to be figuring out what's going on here. Other than that, thing, we can cheat, okay? <laughs> oh, this is sad, though. Damn, Tasha K. What the hell was been going on? <laughs> she said, I will have my mama put your name on the song. I said, uh-oh. Uh-uh. You know what she said? See, that's what I told you. That's what I told you, Miss Tina. Don't, that's the pipe. I said, just don't for it. And I'm glad you took my advice. And I'm glad you just went ahead and just announced a divorce. Not trying to hide it no more. And you just being real with it. Come on now, just go on this cruise, girl. If you're going to go on the cruise, I, I might have to do the cruise, Miss Tina. So you going. Did y'all see the video? What's that video? What's that video of Miss Tina? I forget the vi- one of the videos of Miss Tina. I ain't gonna tell about that. <laughs> it was a funny video one time in one of her real art gallery. Y'all have to look it up. I ain't gonna say that. It's during Maxwell's performance. <laughs> but let me just say this, okay? Okay, Miss Tina. Miss Tina, okay, just chill for a little bit. Don't be looking for no men, okay, out here. We can go to the cruise, enjoy yourself, and, you know, scream for your little second son or whatever that you say in your television. Go ahead and do whatever you got to do, but, you know, and have fun on this Renaissance tour. I know you're there for emotional support, child, but I'm trying to, you might need to stop for a little bit, okay? Rest. Move side. 
You seven. You probably saying you ain't getting married no more. Seven. You probably like, shit. Damn, damn. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Ooh, Tasha K was on point. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my lord. Ah, she. I'm just glad she settled it before they start. You know, so people's getting ready to start dick. Okay. So good for I really do like Miss Tina though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do like Miss Tina. I ain't gonna lie to y'all about that. I you know what? Because I heard her speak one time at this thing. Now I be I be talking shit about Beyonce and stuff like that. And I mean a lot of it, but <laughs> but I really do seriously. I like Beyonce, but I genuinely do really think Miss Tina's cool. I really do. I heard her speak and tell about her life story or something. That, it was very interesting, even though I do think they'd be over there cooking up Rich's brew and, 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 and stuff like that and shit like that. You can't even be trying to be fooling me over here. That's just my personal opinion that y'all over there cooking up some, uh, putting roots on folks and stuff. Okay. <laughs> y'all done got this root though back. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't going to say I got a root back. Who knows? Child, child, I'm just saying. Like sometimes all their roots don't be working, okay? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Actually, somebody just sent me this. I was just looking at this little clip of Laverne Cox at the uh, Beyonce. What is going on? Ain't nobody around her doing that. She's the only one down there. What is going on? Ain't nobody else in there. I'm looking at her like she's crazy. Child, that's, that's a terrible song that we make a maze. Child, I'm going to have to make it through. I'm going to have to pray when I go to this. Y'all going to have to pray for me doing the renaissance. I might need to put some holy oil or something on me, especially when they start singing, you won't break my soul. I make sure I don't get no, break my soul. You know, them, them little spirits that come with that song. Oof, this song's irritating. It'd be like, it's like vexing. If you want to, if you want to mess me up, sit me in a room for about an hour where you won't break myself. You breaking me. That's torture. That's how you can break myself. Put me in the room with that song playing. Child, I'm, I'm like, my soul, I'm broke. Let me out. <laughs> Help. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to make it through because I might bring some earplugs. So when that come on, so I won't get vexed. No, it's something that's gonna do something to me. It's terrible. People act like it's good, but it's still terrible. I put my things on. I'm be ready to get my and, and you know the saints already gonna say please the blood because you don't know what you're looking at and stuff like that. Hey, I'm I'm just telling y'all what the saints is out here saying on YouTube and, and the cult people. I'm sorry, I'm praying against spell work and all that. They y'all talking about spells and stuff. <laughs> I say I don't see how she got she got she put roots on anybody. She looks like she need a, a, a somebody some spell. She needs some help. <laughs> Y'all say look like she need a couple of spells for this two or her damn self. See how she putting some roots on somebody too. She up there looking like she's looking like the least powerful thing in the building. Hmm. Shows I don't see. Okay. Stop. I'll be making the beehive mad at you. I will stop. I'm not going. I'm going to check in to the Ramada Inn. Okay, Tyree, should we end the show talking about Tyree today? How much time do I got? Do I got enough time? I don't know. 
I don't know if I got enough. Kyrie's rants about his ex-wife compares her to Trump. Kyrie accused his ex-wife, Samantha Lee, of being dishonest. This is according to HotNewHipHop.com. I recently hopped on social media to rant about his ex-wife and mother of his daughter, Samantha Lee. Remember, he did this to the first wife. There was He was arguing with Norma about child support. And, I mean, child stuff. Remember all that? Go back and look up the articles. You can. The artist has been going through quite the legal battle amid their divorce. Things have gotten ugly in recent months, and it appears that he, it's only continued to heat up. In a clue, could he's been accusing his ex of being dishonest. I don't give a fuck how pretty she is. Oh, yes, you do, Tyree. He explained, it doesn't mean what she's saying is the truth. He goes on to say he doesn't care if she can quote 75 scriptures by heart. Y'all know what Trump did? No, I don't. He continued comparing his baby mama to the former peasant. Tell the lie over and over. It's clear that things, what a lie did Trump tell? I don't know what you're talking about. It's clear that things haven't gotten any better. As a matter of fact, Trump told the truth too much. We haven't got it recently based on his tone in the clip. At the end of last month, Tyrese told the shade room that he plans to appeal the court decision for him to pay his ex 650k in child support. Everything is being appealed to the same. So, yeah, all those media feels, everything has been going on from the beginning. Okay. What's he doing? She can go ahead and do her interviews and her podcast and tell her truth. I don't give a fuck how pretty she is with baby face. With a, so how pretty she is with her baby hairs, it doesn't mean what she's saying is the truth. I don't care if she can quote 75 scriptures. <laughs> My heart doesn't mean that what she's saying is the truth. I don't care how often you repeat it. doesn't mean it's true. I know what Trump did. No, I don't. Tell the lie over and over and Trump over and over and over again. And at some point... Not only do you believe your own lie and you believe your own narrative, but they're going to believe that it's true because you're repeating the same fucking lie over and over and over again. It doesn't. Oh, man. Stop. Because I see you over there start quoting the scriptures. You vexing him. I know what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, no. You over there vexing you over there fetching and trying to use that bike. Girl, I knew when the first you used it. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though, telling your boy. But I knew when you were talking about I was her and stuff, that was getting under his skin. You know it was. Tyrese, I'm going to take up for you right here. That was getting under his skin. You, you know, I know how we do. <laughs> well, we can't. We're like, I'm going to get this bitch, okay? You think you're going to be sitting here playing mind games and gaslighting my ass? I'm a scrappy, y'all. Bitch, what you think this is? <laughs> Samantha was over there playing all day. She's playing with the Bible, and she's messing Tyrese. Plus, she having cold winter. She's shutting him down. So he can't even mention in his name, which is really pissing him off, because I think he got some narcissistic Capricorn behavior. And so her not mentioning his name and shit, he's pissed. He's like, oh, she's, all she wanted was the money and stuff like this. You know what you would really, how you really get under his skin, Samantha? Shut up for a while. Don't say nothing. Go, just log off social media for a little bit. And then let me tell you what else you do. Tell him, put half that money and money. No, because they said 400000 Now, I heard the 650000 Now, this this is true what I'm hearing. I heard the, most of the money, the bulk of it is for her legal fees. 
400,000 goes to her lawyers and 250 for back child support. Now, that's it, Tyree. What the fuck? Shut up. Come on, shut up. Dude, just pay her this money, okay? Samantha, though, but if I was you, I'd be like $400,000, pay my lawyers, put a hundred and some thousand dollars for our kids in a, in a trust. I don't want your shit, okay? You just pay these lawyers off because I've been arguing to ask too long, okay? So crazy ass, okay? But if, it, but if it's all the use, man, give him his shit. Tell him, tell him, keep your money. He's going to be just on here. He is going to keep going and going and going and going. And Tyrese, I know it's you, some of you, because you was doing the same thing to the first girl, the normal girl, the normal girl. I know it's this. I know it's him. She's a Scorpio play back. She play hard. And she'll act, then she'll be like, in, like a little over in the little corner. Because you can't mess with that, Tyrese. Okay? Either take, pay that money or, and move on. Hey, he don't want to move on. He, he's still in love, okay? And now we've come to the end of our show. It's sad that we have to end it on the note of Tyrese, okay, and his drama. Tyrese, if you, need, you need to take this advice. You need to cut that what you're doing. You got a new girl. She'll be happy, okay? See that squat alone, okay? And Squark, you quit vexing him with them scriptures and stuff. <laughs> Y'all got to go. You got to follow Samantha to enjoy it. <laughs> All right. This is the CC Show. I'm coming out of y'all. I'm coming to the end of the show. You guys, I will try to catch y'all again this week and give y'all some more news stories and everything like that. We Meanwhile, we're going to leave it out tonight with... Uh, Oh my God! What's going to leave it out? We got a minute. Uh, let's leave it out. With, <laughs> I'm still laughing. Let's leave it out with. Um, oh Lord! You know that I love you, Donnell Jones. It's the CC show. I'm out, y'all. I will see y'all sometime this week. Bye. <laughs> my voice. You are listening to the Archive Show. What's up, Archive listener? Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to me like you do every week. I appreciate every last one of y'all. Thank y'all so much. Remember, you can hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy on Instagram. On at, it's the same thing, child, whatever that is. Uh, Twitter, the Chatwood Show. 
Carlotta seventy. Y'all not even Twitter no more. Damn X on X. <laughs> you can hit me up on C Chat with Show at Carlotta seventy two. Uh, and on Facebook, which is more likely, you know, you guys, if you need to send me a message or it's either, you know, through Instagram or the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. And remember, I tend to interact a little more. That's where some of you guys write me about the show and stuff like that. So feel free to do so, okay, over there on that page. Child still asking about Tyrese, okay? Tyrese is hilarious. He is really hurt, Okay. I tell y'all, the best thing to do when you hurt like that is to log off. <laughs> you know, what you want to work like that now? It sounds crazy. All right, you guys, I am out. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And I will see y'all uh, sometime this week. I'm sure because I didn't finish all my stories. I know how I be doing. You know, I didn't finish everything, right? So I will finish it up when sometime this week in part two or something, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Here is You Want My Love. Lucky day. See ya. Tell me, baby.